Welcome to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 20th, 1996. From the high desert in the great American Southwest. I bid you all good evening, good morning across all these many time zones. Stretching from Tahiti and the Hawaiian Islands to the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands, south into South America, north all the way to the pole. This is Coast to Coast AM, once beyond. <laughs> Good to be here, everybody. First, Richard Hoagland. Mixed signals. We don't know at this hour, and I'll give you what I've got. I have the following facts. Well, Art, I just got off C-SPAN's program line, which, by the way, they said they would update by 7 p.m., and guess what? Looks like they bailed out on covering Richard Hoagland's press conference. Also called CNN today, they gave me a very quick, firm answer of no. They were not going to cover it. Are any of us surprised? I think not. I question their interpretation of news. I ordered your newsletter in mid-February, anxiously awaiting my first copy. Can't wait to read the articles on Harp. An avid listener to your show, find it very informative and enjoyable, so forth. Uh, Hope in Los Angeles. Thank you, Hope. So that's one side of it. The other side is, I just spoke with Keith Rowland, um, and uh, it, he says that um, that CNN indeed does have a spot there, that C-SPAN may be changing their mind at the last moment, and the Discovery Channel is going to be there. Now, that leaves me a little bit out in the cold. I have no idea what's going to happen. I do know one thing that is going to happen, and that is the news conference is going to be covered live on my IRC uh, Internet Relay channel at 6 o'clock in the morning, Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. And you will actually be able to um, get on that channel and ask questions and watch the incoming text uh, as the news conference proceeds. So, in order to get instructions on how to get to the IRC Relay Channel, simply go to my webpage, and everything you want will be up there. That, of course, is www.artbell.com. www, for the World Wide Web, dot artbell, A-R-T-B-E-L-L, dot com. And it will instruct you how to get to the IRC relay channel. So, folks, that's all we know right now. Uh, it figures right up until the very last moment it's going to be uh, touch and go. We'll see. Uh, the times for the news conference are in the morning at 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern adjust for points in between or beyond. Mr. Bell, just a heads up to let you know they're planning a series of tests with HARP beginning this Friday, tomorrow. Apparently, some sort of joint test with the Space Shuttle Atlantis. Now get this. They said the Northern Lights would be extra special 
that evening. <laughs> anyway, I thought you might like to know, and if you already please uh, have this, please disregard. Love your show, and so forth. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Um, very interesting. That uh, fax from Valdez, Alaska, so they're about to crank up harp, folks. Extra special treat with the northern lights. Uh, so that's where everything stands, and we don't know at this hour one way or the other. We know it is going to take place. We know it's going to be on the IRC relay channel. And we think we know that CNN and Discovery are going to be there and that C-SPAN may be there. Uh, who knows? A second trial, as you must know by now, has resulted in guilty verdicts, guilty of murder in the first, with special circumstances. Now, that's very important. Uh, for the shotgun killings of both the Menendez brothers' wealthy parents in Beverly Hills, six years ago they would have inherited $14 million. First trial was a hung jury. This trial... Um, conducted uh, by an eight-man, four-woman jury. And this time, the abuse excuse was disallowed. Incest, psychological terror, all the things they talked about they were afraid of that caused them to go into the middle of the, in the, middle of the night with shotguns and uh, blow their parents away. Their attorney said the disallowal of the abuse excuse was unfair and shows that uh, fairness is draining from the system. Uh, Gil Garcetti in L.A. getting a much-needed victory after the O.J. Simpson case. Now, Monday, the penalty phase of this trial will take place. The Menendez brothers' best hope is for life in prison. Uh, very possibly, instead, it's going to be the death penalty. Why? Because the jury attached special circumstances to the first-degree murder verdict. That definitely allows for the death penalty, and we'll see, in California. So, does this in any way restore your faith in our justice system, justice perhaps delayed, but uh, seemingly done in the end. I, I wish the news was better uh, today. The other story, of uh, there are more. From New Jersey, a teacher, Kathleen Weinstein. This is a teacher who taught special education to children. And she was murdered in a carjacking by a 17-year-old. The haunting words of a school teacher pleading for her life during a carjacking preserved incredibly by this alert woman who somehow activated a tape recorder, recorded the whole thing, including her own murder, on a small, very small tape recorder unknown to the 17-year-old killer. The community in New Jersey is in a rage. Get this. She had been the founder of a program called Random Acts of Kindness. Random Acts of Kindness. A victim herself of a random act of violence. 
she, on the tape, uh, begged him to take her car, leave her life, said, you'll be caught. You're making a decision about your life with what you do here. A teacher to the very last. And then I guess on the tape, the sound of her choking to death as he went ahead and uh, killed her. Um, I w you know, I wish the news was better, but it really isn't. And in New York, uh, a big fight again about the death penalty involving a case of a brutal murder of a police officer by three armed robbers just last week. The governor of New York, Governor Pataki, unlike the former governor of New York, believes in the death penalty, particularly in a case like this. But you see, the district attorney, elected DA, does not particularly believe in the death penalty. As a matter of fact, he has come right out and said he believes that the death penalty is not a deterrent. Governor Pataki is so beside himself that he's saying he may try to remove the elected DA. The DA says if the governor does that, he will sue him. So the fights over the death penalty in New York continue. I guess what got me more than anything else tonight is the Random Acts of Kindness program. This woman who started that program dies in a random act of violence, a carjacking, where she's told the guy, don't worry, take my car, leave my life. And so he just he goes ahead and kills her. In Chechnya, looking about the globe a little bit here, uh, there was heavy fighting today. 30,000 dead in that war so far could be the end of Yeltsin's bid for a re-election. Every village in Chechnya is, a, is now a haven for guerrillas, and they're threatening to take more Russians hostage and kill them. Now, every single night, you see... These people have already lost everything. Uh, numerically, just about every family in Chechnya has lost somebody to the Russians who have got uh, 40,000 soldiers there occupying Chechnya. But every night when the sun goes down, the Chechens grab their guns and kill as many Russians as they can. When you're dealing with somebody who has already lost everything, you're dealing with a very, very dangerous person. Chechnya is clearly Russia's Vietnam. It's going to take out Yeltsin. It's going to take out um, any chance the Russian people have for real peace. They're not going to have it. And they're eventually going to lose Chechnya or kill everybody there, and in the process, lose an awful lot of their GIs. Interesting study by the RAND Corporation says the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer, and it would seem to be quite a bit of substantiation here. The lowest 10% of income earners in the U.S. 
between 1973 and 93 have lost 21%, adjusted for inflation. In 73, they were making $14,184. In 1993, only 11220 So they lost ground, adjusted for inflation, 21%. The highest 10% increased 22%. In 1973, the highest 10% made 89,000 on average. In 1993, 108,508. So, where does all this lead? This difference between the rich and the poor. Where's it going? Is it uh, eventually going to lead to some kind of revolution? People talk about these things. How do we correct it? Do we redistribute the wealth, a change in the tax code? How do we, how do we correct this before it corrects us? Ross Perot looks like he's going to run. He now says... If his supporters and his Reform Party call on him, he will answer the call. Sounds like Ross is going to run. Bob Dole said if Ross Perot does run, it's going to make things harder for him, noting that Perot, quote, has a lot of money, end quote. Faced with such a choice, what would you be inclined to do? Now, I look at Bob Dole much the way I looked at George Bush. I look at Bill Clinton, frankly, uh, very much the way I looked at Dukakis. In that election, I voted for Ross Perot. I'm not sorry. I don't know that I will repeat it this time, but it looks like Ross is going to run again. And um, we'll see what he has to say. I, I wonder how you feel about that. Is he a spoiler? Mm, possibly. Here's a fax from Wisconsin. Dear Art, I'm writing from a city of 50,000 here in Wisconsin. Janesville, actually. The quickening is taking its toll here. In less than a year, our small city has seen two gruesome murders in which husbands murdered wives in bizarre and violent ways. Husband one stomped his wife, my friend, to death right in front of their two small children. Wisconsin has no death penalty, so the man got life. Eligibility to parole in 15 years. Whew. Days after that one, a second man shot his wife five times, then dismembered her body into nine separate pieces with a hacksaw and an exacto knife. In the second murder related to uh, is it related to the easy sentence of the first, who knows? Also from our area, two rapists who brutally beat their victims in separate incidences were sentenced this way by the same judge. One sentenced to one year in the county jail because the judge said he looks like a nice guy. 
The second sentenced to six months in jail and six months work release. The same judge sentenced a rapist of a three-year-old child to one year in the county jail. Now, we don't live here in some hit town. Our area is very white-collar, reasonably wealthy. I believe an organization making judges responsible for their decisions needs to be founded. Finally, in the March 11th issue of Newsweek, page 51, there's a photo from the Jerusalem bus bombing. Did anyone else see the face of a Christ-like figure in the mangled bus? It jumped out at me, gave me goosebumps. Curious whether you or any of the other listeners noticed it. Cindy in Janesville, Wisconsin. So this brings me to something I'm going to do this morning. I'm going to do a little rough stuff and a little fun stuff. The rough stuff is I've never done this. I have talked now with you for years, a couple anyway, about what I call the quickening. And I thought that it would be appropriate to make a list, actually, of things that contribute to or are part of the quickening. I could do it, uh, but I'd rather have you do it. So if you have something that you would consider a sign of the quickening, call me and give it to me, and I'll put it on my list. We're going to make a quickening list. And then concurrent with that, and this may carry through uh, tomorrow's show as well, I'm sure, I've always wanted to do a night of what-ifs. Last night, we had several people calling in with all sorts of what-ifs. And so I thought, why not just do a night of what-ifs? So, with whatever else you call about, if you've got a really good what-if, I'd like to hear it. Ranging from uh, a conflict with China to... Um, the results of uh, an awakening as a result of the Hoagland press conference? Anything you would like to do a what-if on, I'm all for it. So we are going to do a quickening list, a what-if uh, kind of night, and a number of other things. I've got a, a fax here on China, too, from a lady that I will read to you in just a moment. Now, again, two items. One is a list of things, and I'll take one from each person, th things that you believe contribute to the quickening, signs of what I call the quickening. We have never made a list. We have talked many times, but have never made a list. Tonight we shall. And then, I know a lot of you are very good at this, and I love scenarios and what-ifs. So I thought, why not devote a night to what-ifs? So if you've got a good one and you would like to uh, intrigue us, cause us to think a little bit, well, come on forward. Give us your what if. <laughs> so that's a kind of a little hint of what we might do, but anything that's on your mind is fair game coming up next. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time, tonight featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from March 20th, 1996. 
alert bells somewhere in time. Tonight featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from March 20th, 1996. Aha, good morning everybody. It's good to be here on a <laughs> Wednesday night, soon to be Thursday morning in this time zone. Hi, Art. The current economy is like a stretched out rubber band. Indeed. The rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. There are two reasons for this. The first is that to become prosperous in the new economy, you've got to be literate in reading and computer technology. Second point is not to become a single parent. I don't think it's going to lead to a re revolution with the poor. What are the poor going to do? Sabotage the Internet? They don't even have good access to computers. The new routes to prosperity are not Interstate 5 or Route 66. They're fiber optics and the Internet. Dave from Merced. And Dave, I could not agree with you more. And I've said this a million times, and I'll say it again. Parents, if there's anything you can do for your children that will brighten their future, get them a computer. You know, the one guy who really had it together on this and was ridiculed for it was Newt Gingrich. And he was absolutely right. He made some comment about getting poor people computers. He was dead right. People may have laughed, but that is, I believe, the route to prosperity today and for the foreseeable future. I believe that. All right, I want to update you a little bit on our telephone lines, and then we will begin using them. Our international line is still not, well, I'm not sure about it, but I don't, according to what I heard earlier, is not functional. But I will give out the number just in case. What they tell me is that, um, and, and AT&T is really being wonderful about this, um, they, there is no such thing, as I told you, as an international 800 line. But what we're trying to do now has been bumped all the way upstairs at AT&T. And they've got their best minds, their best computer and engineering people, working on giving us exactly what we wished for. A true um, 800 toll-free international line. There is no such thing yet, but we may be the first in the nation to get it, and they're doing their damnedest. And so, actually, I want to say, way to go, AT&T, whether or not they manage to do it. They're making a maximum effort to try, and I want them to know I appreciate it, and the network appreciates it. We're uh, well... Uh, across the world now on the Internet. Real audio, courtesy of WPSL in Port St. Lucie and now WOAI in San Antonio, which means access to the Internet anywhere in the world, and you can sit and listen to the program. As a matter of fact, you can do it while you're doing other things on your computer. So we are there. Whether we can get you here or not, I don't know, but I want to applaud AT&T for giving it a real go, and uh, they may be able to do it, and if they can, we will be the first in the nation to uh, have such a line. Now, what you might try doing is dialing 
I'll, I'll give you what I'll give you our international toll-free line, but I do not believe that it is yet functional. It is one eight hundred eight nine three zero nine zero three. Uh, you might try dialing your uh, country's country code first, or our country code, the U.S. country code, and um, then that number. But I do not believe it is yet functional. That was late word, late tonight, so I'm sure it is not working, but in case you're out there somewhere and you want to try it, well, now, now see, speak up, and uh, here it is uh, ringing. Uh, that number is 1-800-893-0903. I cannot resist. Let's see what's there. Hello, you're on the air. Hello there. Nope, guess not. Too bad. Somebody uh, did manage to get through somehow. Uh, wild card line, you're on the air. Hello. Art, it's me, uh, Jim, uh, L.A. Yes, hi, Jim. Hi. Um, absolutely depressing news on the, to start things out. So I'm, Boy, it really is. What, pardon? I said it really is. Uh, you know, murders here, murders there, convictions, uh, beatings, stompings. Just horrible. Uh, let me turn it off real quick. I'll be right back. Oh, I guess he means his radio. Now, you've got to have your radio next to your phone, folks, so that you can do that right. right away. Yes. What if Rauf puts his hand over his heart and sings the national anthem big time? Um, well, I'd faint. I don't expect it. What if? Um, what if? if you... And now I have a joke. I thought that, that that was it. No. No? The joke is, do you know the last two words of the national anthem? Play ball. <laughs> Goodbye, Jim. See you. Play ball. Yeah, that uh, is probably really true in a lot of ways, isn't it? Play ball. Oh, boy. Um, let's see. On our wild card line, you're on the air. Hi. Hey, Art Bell. That's true. I made it through. This is good. How are you doing? Fine. Good. Um, first of all, I have a good name for your cat. I would think I've already I have named our cat. The name of that cat contest is over. The name of the cat is Comet. I had Clyde. Clyde? Yeah. Clyde. As in Bonnie and Clyde? As in Bonnie and Clyde. Well, Clyde. Who would call a cat Clyde? We had six male cats, all of which were named Clyde. How could you tell the difference, one Clyde from another? Well, they were different colored. <laughs> Orange Clyde, black Clyde, white Clyde. And Tabby. I see. Yeah. It worked out pretty well. Anyways, um, you know, a ways back you had a, a story about um, a certain type of abortion that was somewhat uh, controversial. Yes. And uh, I was wondering if you ever found out what the AMA had to say about it. No, I don't think they ever said a word about it. What do you think they would have said? I wouldn't endeavor to speak for them or even guess what they would say, sir. I would have no idea. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. All right, thank you very much for the call. I'll tell you this about my cat. It's pretty strange. This is a, a true wild cat, folks. And I mean really wild. Let me tell you about Comet. Comet came home from the vet today all groggy-eyed. Oh, groggy-eyed Comet. And... Uh, Comet had been sedated after having claw surgery in the front, and um, 
he had his male parts modified. So, plus a, a little bit of a um, a pretty good uh, cat drug of some kind. So, uh, Comet was drugged to the gills when he came home. We put him in a little bed in our bedroom. <laughs> I have never seen anything like this in my entire life. When this cat, bearing in mind now that its claws are sore, they have they, they do it wonderfully now though, and they've got a kind of a a glue and uh, dissolving stitches they put on there, so it's really a wonderful way they do it. And uh, of course the other surgery. So this cat was um, out of the you know just totally out of it, and it woke up. Its eyes opened. I mean we were sitting in there watching it. Its eyes opened. And I'm telling you, I swear to you, this is the truth. This cat jumped up in the air vertically. We're, we're talking about from dead sleep now. Jumped up in the air vertically five and one-half feet. I would not have said that a cat in the peak of its physical condition could ever make a jump like this. But this cat went absolutely vertical, Five and one-half feet. Uh, we measured it. And then he started running around, meow, 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 meow. You know, this plaintive Row! type thing. And so I finally got him, and I, I held him, and he put his little head down, trying to hide his eyes. He felt safer with his eyes covered. Still, he was crying. It is the first time. And then he started purring. That's the doggonest thing I've ever seen. Have you ever... This cat was consecutively purring and screaming with fright. I've never heard anything like it in my life. Now, to me, that said, the cat welcomes contact. It knew that I meant it no harm, or at least I, I presume so. That was the purr. It was kind of like, I've lived under houses, I've lived in the wild... I'm scared to death of human beings, but damn, this is kind of nice. <laughs> and he's hiding now. He's behind our washing machine and feeling, I suppose, safe and will come out when he darn well feels like it. So that is the story to the moment of Comet. But I, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I'm telling you, this cat, the eyes went Blink, blink, open, five and one-half feet straight up into the air. This is a serious feral cat, and we have got a real job on our hands to tame this one. <laughs> so we'll see. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, welcome from, or greetings from Kansas City. Yes, sir, KCMO. Yes, sir. What if, Art? Yes, sir the size of the earth were growing um what if it were growing let me explain how that can happen all right you know einstein in his e equals mc squared right in effect you can take mass and change it into energy or you can take energy and change it into mass sure that, that's what it means sure uh, the sun burns off its mass in the form of energy, heat primarily. The earth receives it 
And the plants, trees are a good example, absorb the sun's energy, and the total mass or weight of a tree will be greater than the earthly nutrients and water and air that's been put into it. So a tree has some mass from the sun, in effect. Tim, that's good. You, yeah, you know, you're really right. In other words, there is uh, a conversion of energy to mass going on consistently yes. on Earth. Yes. And so your theory is that the Earth is therefore actually growing in mass. That's and correct, as the sun shrinks. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, just a little perspective, if, for instance, it were growing at the rate of one foot in a thousand years, which is reasonable, I would think, then that means since its inception five billion years ago, the Earth's diameter has gone from six to 8,000 miles. Yes. Um, I wonder how, what Scallion would think about how that might affect his earthquakes. I'm sure he'd have a lot to say. <laughs> uh, my question to you would be, having thought this aspect of it out, as you have, and it's a good theory, um, is there anything that would suggest uh, the Earth's um, losing mass by any means. Yes. When you burn something, you're converting mass back into energy, heat. Uh-huh. You know, so you burn a log in the fireplace, you're taking all that mass, or a little bit of mass, log mass. Well, let's talk uh, larger scale. When you burn down significant portions of the rainforest, yes, you're converting quite a bit of uh, mass. That's correct. But so uh, the two either might balance out or, on balance, we might even be shrinking. Well, I doubt that because don't forget that most of the vegetation on Earth is in the ocean. It's a little hard to burn that off. Um, that is true, actually. Well, uh, b both of them uh, very good what-ifs, sir, and I thank you for the call. That is a well-thought-out call. It is certainly true you can convert energy to mass or mass to energy or in a gaseous form or whatever. Hmm. So what if we're getting bigger? So what if we are? Would that have an effect, uh, a geologic uh, effect? I'm sure that it would. Certainly we know the ring of fire is more alive than I've ever seen it in my life. I've I've never seen anything like the number of volcanoes and earthquakes and things that are going on. At any rate, we'll be right back. And the caller was correct. The news today is not good. It's all about murder, rape, convictions for murder, fights about the death penalty, and crime. As we continue to literally eat ourselves up alive as a society, it was depressing even having to read it all to you. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. Hello there. Going once, going twice, that's all you get. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, hi, Art Bell. Uh Hey, Mr. Bell. Yes. Hi, this is Daryl in Seattle. Hi, Daryl. And the reason I'm calling is I've been I've been uh, following this quickening thing for a long time, and yes. I've been writing about this same kind of thing. And I'm glad that you finally have given me a really good name to call it. Um, I think that uh, all this crime that we see. Yes. 
and all of the uh, injustice. I think the crime is part of the quickening. I mean, it is a result of the quickening. And well, I think I, that... here's what I want to say. We have always had crime. Since mm -hmm. man has been walking about on earth after tossed out of Eden, we've had crime of varying kinds. But today's crime is palpably different. In other words, and I, I love this example. Maybe I, I wouldn't say love. It's a good analogy. There was a day uh, when robbers would walk into a convenience store, hold a gun on a guy, take what's in the cash register, and get out of there. Mm -hmm. Today, they walk in, take what's in the cash register, and shoot the guy who's got his hands up and leave. That's it. And and I I wonder why they do it. I like you know um, I think that it's part of the quickening that the reason we're having like the ring of fire is going crazy and and like uh, volcanoes going off and stuff. Mother Earth. I think that's because yes, Mother Earth is uh, giving us a message. That's why the sea lions are eating all the uh, salmon up here in Ballard because they're saying, hey, look, uh, you guys are next. And uh, you know, my what if that I would like to bring to the table is what if we realized that uh, to survive we must find like ecologically stable sources of raw materials and eliminate all the pollution and waste and you know what the answer's been there all along and you know what it is what hemp it's a friend to man and the ecology we could use it for ecology it, you know anything that our basic raw materials used for home and industry today, like plastic, oil. No, you're absolutely correct. All those things could be made from hemp, and we could put the farmers back to work, and we could get a lot of people out of prison and put them back as productive members of society. It is true. I'm, uh, I'm the really working hard on it. Uh, sir, the, for... sir, the Wall Street Journal estimated mm -hmm. that hemp would generate a half trillion dollars uh, in the economy every year, and you know, you know, four hundred thousand people die from uh, from smoking cigarettes every year, and no one dies from smoking marijuana. Well, and you can't grow your own tobacco, that, but you a, could grow your own marijuana. That's a little misleading. Well, the, the, the actual people killed by uh, police or killed no, by dealers. No, 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 no. The tars and the damaging substances mm -hmm. in marijuana. Are actually um, that is Graham, a Graham? No, it isn't. Uh, I've talked to the uh, top pharmacologist, top pharmacologist the other day of the University of Washington, the head of the pain clinic. Yes, and he says that that's a bunch of baloney. Anything that we knew about marijuana before 1989 mm -hmm. is out the window. All right, I I absolutely disagree with you. And the tars and the things that would damage your lungs, uh, compared cigarette to joint. Uh, make marijuana more damaging. Now, arguably, people smoke fewer uh, joints than they do cigarettes, or else the whole society would be stoned all the time. But don't mislead yourself. Uh, it may well be that hemp has a lot of good commercial uses, or that we should even decriminalize the smoking of marijuana. But do not dilute yourself into thinking it's nature's wonder drug. It isn't. Everything of that sort you do has an effect. We'll be back. You're listening to Art Bell somewhere in time on Premier Radio Networks. Tonight, an encore presentation of Coast to Coast AM from March 20th, 1996.
Premier Radio Networks presents Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight's program originally aired March 20th, 1996. Good morning across this great globe of ours. I guess I've got to say that, the great globe. And it is a great globe. I'm Art Bell. And I'm going to kind of run over uh, what we're talking about very quickly in a moment. For those of you who join us at this hour... Art, it's bad enough that I lose sleep because of your show. But now you've got my 14-year-old son hooked. Would you please tell Cameron to go to sleep? Love your show. Terry, listening to KVI in Seattle. Cameron, turn off that radio and go to bed now. <laughs> I said turn it off, Cameron. <laughs> now... The news is not that good to listen to anyway, Cameron. The uh, Menendez brothers have been convicted. Second trial, different result. First degree murder, special circumstances. They may be going... They may be going away. All the way away. Or, at the very least, away for life. No abuse excuse this time, and I wonder if that's the end of the abuse excuse in America. Could be. In uh, New Jersey, a horrible case, just uh, absolutely horrible. A school teacher who actually was uh, best known, I guess, for being the founder of a program called Random Acts of Kindness was killed by a random act of violence. Carjacker, 17-year-old, uh, choked her to death after she begged him not to. She managed to uh, turn on tape recorder. So they've got the whole thing, and they've also got the 17-year-old, by the way, who they would like to try as an adult. But just disposed of, uh, I guess so, that uh, there would be no witnesses to his taking of her car. In New York, a big death penalty debate going on. Pataki, the governor there now, in favor of the death penalty, threatening to remove a district attorney, elected DA, um, who looks like he's going to refuse to ask for the death penalty in the killing of a police officer, a brutal murder, I might add, by three armed robbers last week. So they've got a big brouhaha going on in New York over the death penalty as the march of crime continues. And it's all pretty bad news, you know, on that front. I mean, this crime thing is way, way, way out of control. By the way, folks, I've got Vidian on again tonight. I've had it off the last few days. I've been doing a lot of uh, intensive computer work here, and so I haven't had it on. But I've got Vidian on uh, once again tonight. So if you're a Vidian user, uh, you should be able to get through at some point. Natrons, and by the way, we're going to have Vidian for sale, we believe, the first of next week. Assuming that everything goes well, we're at the final Stages. We've got all the boards in and the software, and uh, the final version is uh, being wrapped up in a pink ribbon, and we're going to have it next week. Ross Perot now says he is going to run. The fighting in Chechnya is again worsening, and I get story after story of uh, brutal murder, husbands stomping wives to death from Wisconsin, I've got a fax here. Another husband who uh, cut her up into small pieces. A uh, guy who shot his wife five times. 
And so this morning, uh, I'm doing something that I've not ever done before. I'm asking you, and, and, I, and I want to provide a lighter topic, too, because this is heavy stuff. We are going to make a quickening list, things going on in society and things we are doing that you think contribute to the quickening. And the first one I got, of course, is senseless crime. And there has been a change. There was a day in America where if you were going to rob somebody, you robbed them. You backed out of the door with your gun, but you didn't shoot them unless you had to. Today, uh, they go in and rob, take everything from the till. The guy's holding his hands in the air, and they shoot him for no reason, no discernible reason. They take life senselessly, or like the New Jersey school teacher and the 17-year-old. He listened to her beg and choked her to death. And on and on and on. So that's one item. And we are going to construct a list of things that you think are contributing to what I call the quickening. Then we're also going to do something uh, perhaps a little lighter. Toward the end of the program last night, we got a lot of what-ifs. I love them. So if you've got a good scenario, a good what-if for us, tonight is your night. And I would imagine these two topics will take us well into uh, tomorrow as well. By the way, here's a fax I meant to read. Art, on one of your programs last week, the subject was de decreasing sperm counts and China versus Taiwan. You asked several callers, all male, the following. If they were president and China attacked Taiwan, would they push the button? Your question required only a yes or no. All these callers stammered and stalled and gave ifs and ands. Declining sperm count? These guys were contributing to the problem. Now, ask a woman what she'd do in that case. Well, it cost me $249.95 for the facts. Yes, I called Sea Crane Company. <laughs> that morning, and bought a $400 typewriter from elsewhere just to give my answer. My answer is yes. I'd keep my finger on the button until they turned tail and went home. Is that harsh? Yes. Is my answer a little frightening? Yes. Dangerous? Yes. Let me take care of the button, and the guys can go to work on their sperm count. <laughs> pretty pretty rough. I'll tell you, over the years I have found uh, that women, as a general rule, uh, have a greater capacity for cruelty than men. And I'm not saying you're cruel. I'm not, I'm not saying that is this case. This is a foreign policy kind of thing that she's talking about here. But... Um, when we've run into various topics uh, about uh, what would be done to this person or that person for their evil deeds, the women generally have come up with the more constructive, torturous um, uh, tales of retribution than have the men. They're very good at it. And she signs it GM. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hello, Art. This is Sean. Dusky, Ohio. Yes, sir. Welcome to the program. Yeah, how are you doing tonight? Fine. 
Um, I wanted to talk about, uh, I have a suggestion for your cat, uh, Comet. Yes. The one who you said was hiding out behind the, uh, washer. washer. Uh, what you need to do is you need to, you need to get a can of tuna and open it up and place it in front of the refrigerator. And, uh, you have other cats, right? Oh, he's eating. Yeah, well. He, he's eating. Oh, uh, is we, he eating? We, we use science diet. He's eating. He's coming out, you know, in the dark of night and, uh, eating his, uh, little portion. But he won't come out when you try to feed him in the day? Uh, no, but, you know, I mean, the little guy, uh, really needs a little peace and quiet. You know, he's just been modified in more ways than one. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's probably just as well that he have a, a, you know, quiet area to consider that this is not an evil place and he can venture forth. So I'm, for now, going to leave him alone. Yeah, well, the reason why I bring it up, because I've, I've had some, quite a bit of success with cats as far as, uh, getting them to come out and stuff, because I've always found uh, that a way to a cat's heart is through his stomach. Uh, it is absolutely correct, yes. And, uh, but, uh, for, but for now, we're going to let him uh, hide out. All right, well, I just thought I'd call you up and give you that little bit of advice. I appreciate it. Thank you. The interesting thing about him, and I'll only repeat this portion, we brought him home. He was drugged to the gills. You know, I mean, he was in, uh, uh, he, he was in cat drugged him. And... <laughs> We watched him and, you know, kind of petted him. He didn't mind, of course, because he was out of it. And then his little eyes blinked twice. His eyes opened, and this cat jumped clear five and a half feet into the air, vertically. Absolutely vertically, five and one half feet into the air. It has been, to say the least, a very interesting day. This is a wild, feral cat who has never been around human beings. And uh, I held him for quite a while. And he, he's, he lay in my arm, crying and purring at the same time, screeching in terror, and yet um, happy that he was finally uh, close to another. I mean, it must have been a very lonely, lonely life. So anyway, Comet is here, uh, residing right now behind the washer, and happy about it. Uh, first time caller line, you're on the air. Hello. Hi there, Art. How are you doing? Fine. I'm calling from... Uh... Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Oh, yes, sir. I just uh, thought I'd bring something to your attention. I can't call on east of the Rockies anymore. It's not available in my calling area. Oh, uh, well, then you'll be able to call on west of the Rockies. Even though, I, even though I'm east of the Rockies? Oh, uh, yes. Is that right? Yeah, they're, I, splitting I it off, they're splitting it off in a slightly different place. So if you cannot get through um, the Rockies, I on, yeah, on one line, use the other. Even though I'm east of the Rockies? Though. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. All right. You're welcome. Bye. Take care. Uh, hopefully we've got most areas uh, taken care of. Wildcard Line, you're on the air. Hi. Yeah, Art, how you doing? Okay. It's Bob of Columbia, South Carolina. Hi, Bob. Yeah, uh, i got a comment and then a question for you. On the uh, situation up in New Jersey, I've uh, been watching the news all day, and they seem to be portraying this unfortunate woman as a hero uh, or something of the sort. And although I have sympathy for I mean... Uh, uh, I don't. I don't think she's an admirable figure. She's she's a sheep in a world of wolves. If she had had, she reached for her tape recorder. What if that had been a cocked and locked forty-five automatic instead? Well, then maybe she could have saved her own life. Yeah, I, I read. I don't know if you've seen it before. There's a, an essay that came out about two or three years ago called "A Nation of Cowards," and it's the most eloquent thing I've read since Thomas Paine or Jefferson. Uh, the guy postulates that. The reason society has degenerated to the point it has now is... How can you possibly, though, possibly suggest that uh, her not having a gun blow the 17-year-old away uh, w would be an act of cowardice? 
because one of the fundamental human impetus and human rights is that of self-defense. Yes, but they also people also have a right not to carry a gun if they don't want to. Well, they do so at their own risk. There are bad people in the well, world if they, yeah, if they want sir, to live in a poverty sir, in a world. Where yes, they... but, but, sir, if it has come to the point in our world where you've got to wear a gun uh, because the crime level or the random acts of violence and death and murder and mayhem have, have gone so far that the only way to continue to live is to carry a gun and kill before you're killed. I'm not suggesting I, we have a God-given right to do that, but if it has come to the point where everybody has got to do that, I, I got news for you. This is not such a hot place to be anymore. Well, no, it isn't at the present, but once the, you must admit that there are a hell of a lot more good people in the world than there are bad. If we get to the point where we see these social predators as nothing more than another species of game animal... Yeah, but the problem is that the number of bad people, or the percentage of bad people, really bad people, uh, is growing. Of course, because and it we, doesn't, we lack the will to do anything about it. And it doesn't take that many. Okay, i got one other question for you I want to ask you real quick. Sure. Uh, or, um, you said that you voted for Ross Perot in the last election. That's correct. Did you know before you did that of his paranoid, delusional ramblings about pajama-clad VCs running through his front yard and that uh, George Bush sent agents provocateur to disrupt his daughter's wedding? I mean, it's, want, look, um, you want this guy's finger on the button? I mean, he's a nutcase. Uh -huh. All right, thank you very much for the call. Yeah, there have been a few things Ross Perot has said and done that have disturbed me. Um, not all of what you hear, though, is necessarily as bad as you think it is. Uh, just the way um, I'm sure a lot of you would agree that Pat Buchanan had many things said about him that were unfair and simply untrue. They went after Buchanan the way they went after Goldwater. They tainted him with the word extreme. They've done the same to Ross Perot. Some of it may be justified, but uh, my feeling would be that a very great deal of it uh, was not, and I'm sure the Bush camp did a few things here and there. We certainly know the Dole camp did. Hey, folks, that's politics, down and dirty. That's the way it is. It's not going to change. Dirty tricks have always been a part of politics, and it would not surprise me but that a few were played on Ross. Nevertheless, he says... He's about to do it again. All right, west of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Yeah, our bell. Yes, sir. Yes, I've been uh, listening to you exactly here this week. It's been it's great to have you on the air, and I really want to thank you for having a nationwide uh, audience like this where everybody can get their point across and everything. Well, if we can manage this, you know, the best minds at AT&T, uh, they gave us a call yesterday, and they said they're putting their heavy hitters, uh, the biggest execs, the biggest software people, the biggest engineers, to work on trying to create the first truly international 800 line for us. Well, that's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it is awesome. Yeah, and, it, yeah it is totally awesome. And, and when, if, when and if they get it, then uh, international calls will be coming in one after another, and we'll be able to get feedback from all over the world. Oh, I have a question for you, Art. Sure. Uh, do you know if that uh, volcano is still uh, active out there uh, outside Oregon? Um, they sent a ship out, I know, and they uh, indicated there was a lot of activity going on, and they were measuring 
uh, mineral water flowing up uh, at a heightened uh, temperature rate, indicating it was very active. Now, whether it still is or not, I don't know. I believe the survey ship has come back. Well, i got a what if for you then. All right. Um, what if uh, during our lifespan mm-hmm. there actually becomes a landmass, and uh, me and some friends are talking about it, about uh, getting our own little national flag and going out in there and posting up, becoming our little, own little nation because we claimed it. I think that would be cool. I've always wanted my own country myself. I mean, isn't that the way it was back there in the old days? Oh, yes. You uh, found yeah. land, and uh, you claimed it, and it was yours. Absolutely. You might, you might have to fight for it, but... <laughs> well, you might, and I, I guess you could still do that. I mean, there are a lot of unoccupied islands. You, They're generally claimed as possessions of somebody or another, but, you know, if you got the guts, you can go out there and plant a flag and see who comes with guns. Well, I, I thought that would be a good one. So. You have a good night. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Let's say you did that. Okay. What kind of society would you create? Oh, boy. Um, I definitely a free society. I think the uh, U.S. is the best nation on earth because they give us the options to succeed in anything we want to succeed in. And, and but. Um, so then how are you going to uh, better that? Well, a lot less government. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Um, you know, that that's an interesting question, isn't it? Now, I suppose you could go to an island held by, you know, I don't know, some South American country, and, declare, and, and make your own flag and your little national symbol, and take a boat in, and plant your flag, and suggest that you are a new democracy. Now, once you made a statement like that, the United States, it seems to me, would be compelled to protect you because we, we, we go around taking care of uh, claimed democracies, even many that really aren't. So that would be your best bet. Go down and claim the island, plant your flag, begin your little society, and claim you are a democracy. You might even get foreign aid. They made a movie about that. The little something or another that roared. Remember? West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Well, I'm going to get the radio, all right? All right. Always get the radio. Hi, this is Stan from uh, Reno. Yes, sir. I got a what if for you. All right. What if Art Bell was a 99th degree mason told all his secrets on the air? Well, then he'd be dead. Just simple as that, huh? Of course. Every well, Everybody uh, above the 78th degree knows that. Well, I thought that uh, once you reached a higher degrees that you could have uh, allies to call on from the other side that would protect you. Azar, uh, no matter how big you are, mm-hmm. there's always someone bigger. Well, that's probably true, but, uh, you know, the old united we stand thing. Everybody's got a boss. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's Even true. 99th degree masons. Oh, my goodness. Uh, would it be okay just to refer you from now on, to you from now on as the 99th? Sure. Okay, great. Or Agent 99, if you wish. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much for the call. (laughs) East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Yes, I'd like to know uh, what if all of the people who were for abortion uh, had been. Had been aborted? Yes. Well, then there wouldn't be any lobby out there for abortion, would there? No, there certainly wouldn't. No. So there you are. Thank you. Answered your own question. I love it when people do that. Uh, West, uh, make that the wild card line. You're on the air. 
Uh, Charlie, liberal in California. Uh, hello there. Uh, well, again, the uh, Republicans have watered down this uh, anti-terrorist bill, and I think it shows you uh, once more how they are, how the, how the uh, thumb of the uh, gun nuts are uh, pressing sharply against the top of these uh, people's heads. I think it's very, very unfortunate. You must be referring to the water and the tide of individual freedom uh, versus you... versus uh, allowing uh, lots of government intrusion into private lives. Oh, that's a bunch of garbage. You L tell me. Listen, listen. Tell, listen, tell... listen to me. Now listen. I've got a break. If you want to hold, you can hold. Okay. Okay. Charlie's on hold. I wonder if I'll remember to go back to that line. We'll be right back. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from March 20th, 1996. Somewhere in time on Premier Radio Networks. Tonight, an encore presentation of Coast to Coast AM from March 20th, 1996. I've got a Charlie what if here. You'll enjoy this. Just in case Charles is still here, let's check and see. Are you there? Yes. Yeah, all right. Uh, somebody's sending this from Springfield, Illinois, Charlie, and they want to know, what if Charlie Liberal was Charlie Conservative? In other words, do you think he could be equally annoying on our side as on the wrong side? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I think there is a Charlie conservative. His name is Rush Limbaugh, and yes, he is extremely annoying, and he makes me sick. Do you consider me... yourself the anti-Rush? I think I think so. I think in a, in a way I think in a way that that's absolutely correct. And I think unfortunately, and here's how I'm different from most liberals. I think liberals, unfortunately, are the uh, Michael Dukakis, George McGovern type who lay back and get pounded in the face by Republicans and then say, "Oh, isn't that sweet?" Now, I don't think it, Republicans only understand one thing. They only understand being nasty and mean, and that's where Bill Clinton. I thought you were going to say uh, political power only grows from the barrel of a gun. Well, and, well it, in, <laughs> in a way, they, under, they only understand meanness. Yeah. Bill Clinton's the first person on the left in about 30 years to, to understand that concept. And it's, too, it's too bad that a lot of liberals don't understand that, that you have to answer meanness with meanness. Let me say on, this, uh, on these... Uh, gun wackos out there who uh, want to water this uh, anti-terrorist thing down. It uh, it just goes to show you the Republicans are being pushed around and, and uh, who they uh, bow down to and kiss the feet of. But again, how in the hell can a person uh, be, you know, in one hand you can, you have to register your car and they're saying that, uh, that, that bombs don't have to be registered? What kind of garbage is that? I think it shows you how extremist these people actually are. Just how, do you, how do you register a bomb? Well, the the Clinton administration was thinking of putting a specific chemical, uh, different chemicals in bombs that would uh, indicate where they came from when they exploded, which I, which I happen to agree with. Well, so, well, fine, but I mean, how do you actually register a bomb beyond that? I mean, do you carry this big bomb down into the police station and say, hi there, I'm here to register my bomb? I, I don't recommend it. No, but where they they could find out where the bomb was, was uh, bought at and uh, who bought them, and then all you have to do is find out who... Uh, 
look at the record. Come on, Charlie. Here's the thing. Down to your local bomb store. Come on. Here's the thing. Republicans do, and I work in the intelligence field, and I understand that in 10, 15 years from now, you're not going to be talking about fertilizer. You're going to be talking about atomic bombs. I know. Small enough to put in the briefcases. Right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll put in Mr. Clinton's registration program. Thank you very much. You have to take care of that. Uh, There you go again. I mean, uh, hi, I'd like to register this bomb. Uh, yes, it's a small nuke, uh, about a kiloton, about a kiloton. I'd like to register it. And then you get a little card you can carry around in your wallet. You have a registered atomic bomb. That'd be good. Brilliant. Boy. Art, here in Houston, the local CBS station, Channel 2, made a comment about an ex-NASA scientist's of, excuse me, about ex-NASA scientists. They were going to talk to the media. They also promised tomorrow at uh, the um, 10 o'clock news. So um, look, I'm getting a lot of faxes. Look, the latest on Richard Hoagland is the news conference will occur. It will be at, six of, at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific time. Now, the news conference may or may not, and we have conflicting information on this, be carried by C-SPAN. They may carry something about Roosevelt, not carry it at all. Or they may have made a last-minute decision to carry the news conference, or they may tape it and delay it. We're not sure. CNN will be there. The Discovery Channel is going to be there. There are going to be some independents there. If you want to be there, you can be there live. Because it's going to be carried on the IRC chat channel, which is also going to mean you can ask questions. So, all the information about Richard Hoagland, all the information about uh, how to get in on the live coverage on the Internet tomorrow is on my webpage right now. Okay, it's on my webpage right now. So, if you want to know how to monitor that in the morning, call... Uh, or call, um, have your computer call my webpage and take a look. Everything you need to know is up there. My webpage is www.artbell.com. Let me give that to you one more time. It's up there right now, www.artbell.com. Now, my international calling line. Somebody wrote me a fax here. To Art Bell, come on. You know the country code for USA Canada. You've traveled outside the country. Must have made phone calls. Oh, of course. The country code for the USA and Canada, one. Yes, just one. To call a number, say 702-727-8499. A person in a non-U.S. country dials access code one. 702-727-8499. Yes. Uh, in most countries, the access code is 00. In the U.S., the access code is 011. Calling the USA from other countries, calling as above, always incurs a charge. 800 numbers are generally not accepted. All countries reject 800 as a U.S. area code. Your agreement with AT&T involves using the USA direct code. So a caller has to dial USA direct code, then 1-800-blah-blah. But dialing the USA direct code in most countries I've tried connects you to an operator in the USA. 
Then you tell him or her the number you want, if you want an 800 number. He or she just laughs at you and says it cannot be done. Even if he or she connects you, they may want a credit card number to charge the call to. So you will not be getting any foreign calls until all the operators recognize your 800 number. Well, let me tell you, again, uh, signed a self-appointed telecom expert, we've got the biggest minds. Uh, we, we've had a lot of communication from AT&T. And AT&T says that they are going to make a, a, a monumental effort to actually establish the first real international 800 line in the world. And they're working on that for us right now in various parts of the U.S. Um, uh, supervisors and uh, managers at the highest level, programmers and engineers, beginning yesterday, went to work on it big time. They're trying to do it. And they're saying that if we can, you will be the first to have this service, the first in the whole country. So I'm flattered. They may not get it done, uh, but they, they are people who know what they're doing. And so if it can be done, they're going to do it. Now, those of you outside the country might try various means of getting through. I will give our international number, but as far as I know, it is not yet activated. There are certain blocks that they're trying to figure out how to remove. It involves a lot of software work and engineering, and they're doing it. But I'll give the number out just in case. It's 1-800-893-0903. So if you're anywhere outside the U.S., Canada, or Mexico, try various methods. Again, the number 1-800-893-0903. It is worth a try. Then we've got a bunch of what-ifs here. Art, what if it could be proven that God is a woman? Signed, Shannara. S-H-A-N-A-R-A. Now, there's an exotic name for you, Shannara. Very nice. What if it could be proven that God is a woman? Hmm. Well, there would be a lot of useless stained glass, for starters. Uh, a lot of rethinking about a lot of things. So I, I don't know, could God be a woman? Sure. Could be. Could be. A lot of uh, attributes that people would uh, associate with femininity uh, are associated with God. Right? Compassion. Um a lot of, just a lot of things, so um, I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, on the other hand, God is probably not either sex, and somehow you don't think of God as concerned with or bothered by sex one way or the other. Period. Except how we behave, no doubt, down here. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Art. My name's Lauren. I'm here in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Hi. How you doing, Lauren? Really good. Uh, it's really good to be able to talk to you. I've been listening to you for a while, um, and it's a really great show. Thank um, you. It's almost amazing to get through. <laughs> I know. Um, I've been checking out your uh, the computer pages on you in the computer lab here, and I think it's a really great show, and it's a way to keep ahead of things. The um, the web page uh, is clearly one of the best web pages up on the whole internet. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. After traveling around, I just learned how to use it about a month or so back, and uh, it's been 
different. Yes. Um, I'm not the most technologically uh, advanced person on Earth. Well, it's finally getting to the point where you don't have to be. Yeah. Um, I had a sort of a what-if to give you. All right. I've been taking an astronomy course here, and one of the things the teacher mentioned today was sort of a um, sort of a gut-wrenching thing to think about. Mm -hmm. um, instead of Hale-Bob coming by and taking a piece out of us, what if a star nearby went supernova, like within 50 to 25 parsecs? Well, uh, we'd be toast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, star goes supernova. Um, I wonder how long we would have, uh, how much warning. If Really, we wouldn't have any, would we? No, they said that usually they don't really become aware of them until they actually go into the explosion itself. Well, in other words, the explosion itself we would certainly see, um, but it would arrive long after the fact. Yep. It's uh, interesting because I know that uh, every about 20 or 30 years we get, uh, you know, solar activity from the sun that really disrupts our uh, telecommunications and all. That's correct. Imagine that from a, an entire star exploding. Well, I'm not enough of a scientist to tell you uh, what effect it would have. It would certainly bombard the Earth with a great deal of radiation, probably disrupt communications. Yep. <laughs> all right, that's a good one. Thank you. Well, thank you, and uh, have a nice evening. Take care. Uh, here's from Warren. Um, Art, what if we legalize recreational drugs? What if Perot were to be elected president? What if we go to war with China over Taiwan? This sea crane fax machine beats the hell out of the telephone barrier. Dear Art, come on, please. The quickening is not related to Mother Earth getting back at us. This would assume that the crusty, waterlogged rock of a planet were an intelligent being that thinks and is using free will to retaliate. I don't believe in responsible living and paying attention to the environment. I do believe in that, but let's not get carried away. Like many of the extreme animal rights and environmental activists, many of them hold animal rights, trees, and now the Earth, a planet, in higher esteem than humans who are the caretakers. It is mankind that God has given the responsibility to to manage our natural resources. We are not slaves to them. Well, in a sense, I agree with you. I do not look quite at the earth the way the American native does as a living, breathing entity. However, I think that uh, it is a closed ecological system. There is no argument about that. It is. It simply is. And I do believe that that there is a distinct possibility that when we create an imbalance, that the Earth, not through an intelligent decision, but just through a natural process, seeks to correct that imbalance. So we don't have to imagine that Mother Earth has a living, breathing will and is retaliating in some, in some way for all of this. No. I rather think, and uh, I'll say it again, that Mother Earth is reacting in a natural way. It is a natural process. And what has been disturbed is being straightened out. That doesn't indicate a conscious, willful uh, intelligent decision on the part of the rock. 
it simply indicates a reaction. To every action, there is a reaction. That's what I think I believe. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hello there. Oh, hi. Hi. Bell? Yes, it is. Wow. That's how um, it works. You get on the air. You call, you get on the air. I know. It's like I was listening to the radio and I couldn't tell I was on the air, I guess. Okay, well, turn that off and proceed. Yeah, I got it off. Okay, good. Well, I was just wondering, what if every time we kill somebody, that they go to a place of unknowledge and come back to the earth and hang out with the people that killed them. Kind of it's like a hunting thing. And so by killing people, and even in wars and everything, we just make more trouble for ourselves than we know. Well, all right. Uh, thank you. If every If every killing engendered a haunting, well, we don't know that it does not. And people have long toyed with the concept of karma. You do something bad, and maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but eventually it comes back and bites you in the butt. So it may be that uh, that's not such a wild theory. Who knows? I generally agree with that, and I generally kind of believe in karma. Things come back to you, good things or bad things. They eventually come back to you. Anyway, we're going to pause here. And we'll be right back. What ifs? The quickening list, we're going to build it over the next couple of days. Dear Art, here are a couple of what ifs for you. What if Einstein was wrong about the, energy, or the theory of general relativity? Instead of things appearing smaller as they travel away from you, they actually do get smaller. What if our perception of size or mass is skewed by distance, so so much so that 90% of the universe appears to be missing? Mm. What if the what if death is simply a disease that everyone has? What happens when they find the death gene? What if we are traveling in time in the opposite direction of our creator? Wouldn't that explain a lot? Tim in St. Paul, Minnesota. Tim, he says, P.S., sorry I disclosed your nerdiness at 18, but you demonstrated it yourself when you played some of your old air checks. Well, Tim, I suppose you were a master of Chinese ancient knowledge at 18, huh? I mean, I was 18, Tim. Give me a break. You know, I was just barely into the world of radio and not into the world of commercial radio at all, and I was just having fun. I was not a nerd. Tim. <laughs> well, yes, I was. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Oh, hello, Art Bell. Am I on? Oh, you're on. Oh, great. Well, anyway, happy spring. <laughs> uh, thank you. It is here, isn't it? Uh, Equinox has come and gone, and it was a beautiful day here in the desert. Spring has sprung, and... I'd like to say everything's hunky-dory, but it is not. Well, I I came across an unusual uh, straw poll on the presidential president uh, the, the candidate. Pre yes. Uh -huh. In my journal of April of '95, would you like to hear what 32 people had to say on a 
local call-in show that morning? Well, I don't want to know what each and every one of the 32 said, but give me an idea. Well, at the end of whatever comment, it was open radio. Right. Um, they asked these people who would they vote for for president. Yes. And so we're a town of about 150,000, and this is how the straw poll of April 95 came out. Buchanan, 13, Graham, 3, Lamar Alexander, 1, Specter, 0, Dole, 1, Powell, 11, Wilson, 1, Hatfield, now maybe you know where I'm calling from, and one, none of the above. Well, shows you how truly wrong they were. Well, uh, could it be possible that um, by going off the air uh, with their open phones of three hours every morning, that in a short period of time people stopped talking to one another and they might have influenced um, the Buchanan vote? Uh, well, anything could be like objects actually getting smaller as they leave you, but I don't think it any any more likely. Um, well, I happen to think that Pat Buchanan has the right ideas, especially about uh, NAFTA, which I think the reason why everybody hates him so is not because he isn't a likable guy or the abortion issue. I think that the world is coming down on him over the free trade. All right. Thank you very much for the call. Well, that's part of it. I think he missed the boat on free trade, frankly, and to some degree on the trade agreements and several other areas. I, I think these were real, honest disagreements, and the voters of America spoke. Unless you want to believe in massive vote fraud, which some people have taken to believing in uh, in desperation because they cannot understand the vote, then you've got to understand that the American people took a second look at Pat Buchanan and said he's a nice guy and everything, but no thank you. We don't want that much change. We'll be right back. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time, on Premier Radio Networks. Tonight, an encore presentation of Coast to Coast AM from March 20th, 1996. presentation of Coast to Coast AM from March 20th, 1996. It certainly is. Good morning, everybody. Well, I'm even getting what-ifs. People are enjoying this so much, I'm getting what-ifs on video. 
He says, don't you know those sticks? He can see me smoking. We'll kill you. Yes, I know. We're all dying. He says, what if tobacco had some rejuvenating power? It does. It rejuvenates you into the next dimension. <laughs> then he says, moving to D.C. soon, going to be a bureaucrat. Well, then, goodbye. Forever. You're going to another dimension, too. And then somebody sent this one back to me. I haven't seen it in a while. Glad to have it back. It is the Psychiatric Answering Service. In other words, when you call up this psychiatric service, like everywhere else nowadays, you get a machine that gives you different options. Now, this machine would give you the following options. If you are obsessive-compulsive, please press 1 repeatedly. If you're codependent, please ask someone to press 2. If you have multiple personalities, please press 3, 4, 5, and 6. If you are paranoid delusional, we know who you are and what you want, so just stay on the line so we can trace the call. If you're schizophrenic, listen carefully, and a little voice will tell you which number to press. If you're manic-depressive, it doesn't matter which number you press, no one will answer. <laughs> That's absolutely great. Uh, that, that was sent to me about a month ago, and it's made the rounds ever since. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, howdy, this is Subboy in Eugene, Oregon. Subboy? Subboy, yes. And I can't use the first-time caller line anymore, which really bugs me. Why but not? Anyway. Oh, well, that's what, you know, of course, once you've called, that's it. Yeah, darn it. Anyway, um, I've got about four things to talk about that will be really, really quick. All right. A, a number one is the second half of your cat story was just touching and brought a tear to my eye and... All that with the purring cat and such. Uh, number two. Gosh, I've got a list. It's horrible. Um, the energy captured in leaves from the sun is held in the bonds between molecules. So there's no actual conversion of, of the well, energy. There goes that theory. Yep. And nicotine as opposed to marijuana. Nicotine, um, or that is tobacco, um, nicotine shuts off the cilia, which gets the... God, I'm nervous. Anyway. That's all right. That's all right. And so you're going to say marijuana opens it, right? Well, no. The cilia are tiny hairs that, that uh, coat your, your esophagus right. and throat, and they sort of push out the yuck stuff. I see. Marijuana doesn't have that in it, so you still have the ability to clean your lungs, which I is see. good. I'm not but, 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 but still, uh, as I said earlier, I think it's been shown that Cigarette for cigarette, or you know, joint for joint, uh, marijuana has more tars and potentially difficult stuff in it for you than does uh, tobacco. Most definitely, especially since it's been bred from gutter weed to, uh, well, yeah. the kind. Anyway, um, <laughs> and the other thing, what Charlie was talking about, I mean, you, you caught on to this, I'm sure, um, about uh, bomb tracing and such. Uh, <laughs> diesel fertilizer um charlie didn't know what he was talking about 
I'm sure you, you being on the internet, you found out that there's a lot of bomb recipes out there. Oh yes. And you can make explosives out of everything. Um, yeah, and, I know. That's I, I, the whole concept was silly, you know, going yeah. and laying your bomb on the uh, police officer's desk and getting a registration number for it. Yeah, exactly. Right. And even if you were trying, uh, say you were trying to make acetone uh, peroxide. No, I'm no, not going to go through all the the little bitties, but you can make almost any chemical at I home. Know. I know. I know, sir. I've I've done it many times. Nearly blown myself to smithereens doing various things. My youth. Charlie was complaining that the bomb registration idea got dropped. <laughs> You're really going to take in like about 10, 15 sticks of dynamite and lay it on the police, you know, counter there. I'd like to register my bomb. So you get a little bomb card you could carry around. Be a registered bomb. Maybe you could get a concealed bomb permit. <laughs> oh, boy. First time caller line, you're on the air. Cheerio. Hi, Art. Hello. I'm a first time caller, but I've got a, a, a thing about the quickening for you. All right. And then a what if. All right. Okay, and the quickening, this deals with time, and it deals with the human being's experience of time. As we become uh, conscious, our consciousness exists in a frame of time uh, that is conditioned by our communication with other human beings. In other words, as we communicate with other human beings, we condition ourselves to think in this same time frame. Therefore, we think on a conscious level, a surface conscious level, at the same speed that we speak. Now, when we dream, we go into a faster consciousness. All right, now what you're suggesting, put simply, is that we create time. Well, no, not really. Yeah, that um, time is our invention, that that we fix ourselves in time by okay. the, the conversations we have and such. That is where you're headed, right? Well, no, um, but but you're kind of on the right track. We Our surface consciousness, we create our surface consciousness in yeah. time. Yeah. And then, then as we go into our subconscious mind, it, this is on a lot higher level, and we're, we're able to think a lot faster. Therefore, we can dream an hour dream or a day dream in a few seconds or in a few minutes. Now, there you can't be sure because it may be a lower state, not a higher state. Well, it's faster one way or the other because, uh -huh. at least in our, our frame of time, because they've done uh, studies with dreams where people have had experiences of a large amount of time. All right, well, I, 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 I've time. got the idea. Okay, then beyond that, you have the spiritual consciousness, which is uh, even way faster than that. Okay. Now, at this level, we're our, it could be a thousand times or ten thousand times or a hundred thousand times the speed that we can think at this level. We speak, uh, we think when we're become spiritual. That's why when people have death experiences or near death experiences, they see their entire life pass before their eyes. This is the quickening. It's the realization and the seeing of your entire life passing before your eyes. Now, in the religious context. The rebirth, the death and the rebirth through all the different religious... All right, uh, sir, we've got to hold it there. I, I think such an event would be cruel indeed. Having written a book, which made me go and revisit much of my life anyway, was cruel enough. To take me through it again would be totally unfair, but I suppose it will occur. <laughs> Maybe they'll have my book up there, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if I, if I got up to the pearly gates... And they sat me down, and there sitting on the desk was a copy of my book. Oh, boy. 
By the way, you can still get my book, folks. It's called The Art of Talk. And I'm going to even have to dig to get the number. I haven't even mentioned it in a few days since the signing. Boy, that book signing in Portland, that was unbelievable. Thousands and thousands of people. But the, the book is and will continue to be available if I can find the... Uh, the number here. Oh, here's High Flight. Somebody sent me High Flight. Oh, I have slipped the surly bonds of earth and danced the skies on laughter's silvered wings. Sunward I've climbed and joined the tumbling mirth of sun-split clouds and done a hundred things you have not dreamed of, wheeled and soared and swung high in the sunlit silence, hovering there. I've chased the shouting wind along and flung my eager craft through footless halls of air. Up, up the long, delirious, burning blue, I've topped the windswept heights with easy grace. Where never lark or even eagle flew, and while with silent lifting mind I've trod the high, untrespassed sanctity of space, put, my, put out my hand and touched the face of God. Isn't that great? That's High Flight. If you want a copy of my book, ha, I can take off this page about the book signing. It's done. Uh, you can still get a copy of my book in hardback, which is the only way you're ever going to be able to get it, or uh, the audio version is out, oot, as they say. And I think you'll really enjoy it. It's had very good reviews. The number to call is one 800 Eight six four seven nine nine one. Now, here's the only promise I will make. I'm not going to do another book signing. That was my only one. However, should I meet you, a chance encounter somewhere, I would, of course, sign your book for you. I would never refuse that. So, if you want to get a copy of the book... The number to call is 1-800-864-7991. That's 1-800-864-7991. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello there. Yes, Art. Yes, sir. Yes, first-time listener, Valdez, Alaska. Welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. Hey, uh, I don't know if you heard or not if uh, Mr. Begich, uh, Dr. Begich has gotten a hold of you, but they plan on firing up HARP this Friday night. We are aware of that. You uh, are aware of it. Yes, sir, we are. And, of course, uh, it would seem to be concurrent, uh, once again, with the shuttle launch. Now, the shuttle launch has been put off 24 hours. Right. So we'll see. We'll be watching. Now, what if... Here's a what-if for you. Sure. They plan on using HARP to uh, disrupt the lives of so many Chinese uh, in that uh, turmoiled part of the world over there. Well, the timing would be just right. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Love your show, Art. Thank uh, you. When I get a chance to listen to it at a friend's house, and uh, keep up the good work, and I'll be listening to you. All right. Take care, my friend. Thank you very much. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. Good evening, Art Bell. Yes, sir. Rochester, Rochester, New York, sir. Welcome. Okay. Uh, what if and the quickening? All right. First, the quickening. One name says it all. 
popularity. Uh, President, uh, Vice President Gore. No, the popularity of Rush Limbaugh. And I would even have to say, Art, and I don't mean this as a personal attack, sir, but I was kind of surprised and disappointed to hear that you voted for Ross Perot. I, I vote that as part of the quickening. That really, yeah. Well, uh, it was it was either that or George Bush. I I know what you mean. Okay, what if, what if Howard Stern had been voted governor in New York? Would we be better off? Well, uh, as opposed to uh, Governor Pataki, um, I would say not. Hmm. I would say not. I, I, I would say Howard's better doing his show than he would be in the governor's mansion. You don't like Baba Bowie as lieutenant governor? Mm, no. Robin, Robin, Robin as a press secretary, maybe? That's right. Art, have you read Miss America yet? Uh, no. Will you read it? Um, it's somewhere on my list. But I, I can't disclose where. Oh, all right. Have a nice <laughs> night, sir. Yeah, you too. See you later. Pataki's in a big fight in New York, you know. He wants the death penalty for this alleged cop killer. And the DA there, an elected DA, uh, is saying that he doesn't think it is a deterrent. He's anti-death penalty. And Pataki's saying, well, I'll, I'll remove you. Remember, this is an elected DA. DA saying, fine, go ahead, try it. I'll sue you. That's where that one sits. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hello. Whoa, hello. Is this Art Bell? It is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't believe it. You should try calling your show sometime. It's impossible. <laughs> where are you? Oh, man, I'm, this is Mike from Portland, Oregon. Well, it's not impossible, Mike, because here you are. Wow. Well, how, how old do I sound to you? 24. <laughs> I'm 15. You're 15? Yeah. You know, there were a lot of people like you at the uh, book signing in Portland, your age. Oh, and man, I, I could have been there. And I, I kept asking, as I'm going to ask you now, <laughs> what are you doing listening to me at 2.23 in the morning? <laughs> uh, um, That's the kind of answer I got, too. Well, just, just like I've got that. an excuse now because it's spring break. I can stay up as long as I want now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad to have you. Wow. Okay. Well, let me. Okay. Let's see. Well, let's see. I want to say that um, I've learned more from your show in the two months that I've been listening than ten years of public education. Wow. It's now it's great. my turn to say wow. It's great, and also to add to your list of uh, the quickening. Yes. Um, jot down the Art Bell show. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably part of it. Yep. That's uh, true. Uh, spreading the word about it. It's true. And uh, that may accelerate, accelerate the process. Yeah. You know, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> probably part of it. You're right. Great. Well, you'll be hearing from me later then. All right, my friend. Thank you. Uh, the Art Bell Show. Yeah. Sure. But I'm not sure. You, you, you could either conclude that uh, calling attention to these things either causes them to accelerate or possibly knowledge of them causes a slowing. I don't know. I really don't know. What's your best guess? Do you think that uh, calling attention to the quickening actually accelerates it, adds fuel, throws fuel on the fire, or do you think knowledge of it is the only potential thing to slow it up? 
Maybe like a backfire. Now they said backfires, right? I'm not sure. I don't know the answer, but I admit uh, it could be, and I have put it down. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Aloha from Honolulu. Yes, sir, from Hawaii. Welcome to the program. All right. Hey, um, I uh, don't have anything profound right now. I just got off work, but... Oh, I, come uh, on. Give us something profound. Well, I need something profound, like how to get on your uh, web page on a computer. I'm not computer literate, but I have a friend who knows all that stuff. Do you have a computer? Um, no, my friend has one. And I, and I told her that www.artbell.com. No, 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 www.artbell.com. Dot. Got to have the dots in the right place or it doesn't work. Okay, and that's all it takes. Just punch that in for that HTTP or whatever. Well, yeah, you can go to what's called the web crawler and even just enter the name Art Bell and follow the yellow brick road and you'll get there. The yellow brick road. Well, yeah. Me metaphorically, the yellow brick road. Oh, okay. She'll, she'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, in other words, it will then lead you into my web page. Okay. It, just, just punch in Art Bell and it'll, and it'll find itself? Yes, sort of. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm computer ignorant. So uh, maybe I should learn what I'm up against someday. Well, uh, go find your friend and uh, have your friend teach you. Yeah, that's a concept. It is. Yeah, right on. All right. Okay, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Uh, I recommend to everybody that you build some basic uh, computer literacy for yourself. And if you don't do it for yourself, then do it for your children. Go out and get them a computer. They'll learn. They're pliable. Their little minds will grasp it quickly, and it will help them through life. I want to repeat this morning, I've got Vidian on, and Vidian is... Uh, almost too cool. It is an opportunity for you to call. You can go uh, get on my web page or call my bulletin board and get a copy of the software. Load it into your computer and then call and see me sitting here doing my show and not only see me but hear me in full color. And by the way, I want to advise people. You will notice a gigantic difference if you put your color in, uh, put your uh, computer in at least 16 K of color. You, it'll work if you put it in there at 640, 480 times 256. It will appear in color, but it'll be very dithered. If you go to 16K color, at least, or higher, oh, you get a beautiful color picture. There really is a big difference. Wildcard line, you're on the air. Hi. Hello, Art. Hello. Turn, turn your radio off, please. Huh? Off. Hello, Okay. Are you east of the Rockies? You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Let me turn my radio off. Thank you. <laughs> Art Bell. What'd you do? Drop me on the floor? <laughs> yeah, I had to run and cut my radio off. I'm do you working. realize that when you drop, drop, drop me on the floor, you're dropping millions of people on the floor? Oh, am I live? I thought it was on a delay. No, 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 no. Where are you? Uh, I'm in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. All right. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you. <clears throat> I, I just kind of wanted to comment on uh, what you call the quickening. Yes, sir. I believe it'd be better named as uh, maybe the tribulation. Maybe well, possibly. Maybe possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just it. I don't know if you get the same feeling as I do, but it's just like a. I, I just uh, no one has a conscience. 
Everybody has this demon mentality. Everybody has a demon mentality? Or not everybody. But, Mo uh, most people, huh? Mo yeah. No, nobody trusts anybody these days. Well, you may be possibly are right, sir. I've got to run. We've got to break. Thank you very much for the call, and maybe possibly we'll be right back. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from March 20th, 1996. Somewhere in time. Tonight featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from March 20th, 1996. Good morning to Paul in Erie, Pennsylvania, currently watching on video. Hi, Paul. Way back there. Isn't it amazing? Send color and color video and uh, audio across normal telephone lines like that. Absolutely astounding, huh? Hi, Art. Here's a what if for you. What if my mother were my father, and my father were my mother? Would that turn me into a woman? Yes, it would, sir. That's John in Old Tucson. Only you would never have missed your manhood because it never would have been there. So don't worry about it. Or this. Dear Art, perhaps this is another sign of the quickening, but many times while you're on the air... The AOL network decides to go down for maintenance, making it impossible to get to your website. Well, that's not the quickening. That's the, uh, that's the slowing. And they do that because these are the hours in which they go down. It's like radio stations go down during my show for maintenance. You're going to do it? You can do it at night. Yeah, well. Art, I think the quickening is the finale for religion. It means we're getting rid of the infestation of a belief which worships a God who, if really existed, allowed an innocent teacher to be smothered to death while she planned for her life. Or pleaded, that is, for her life. After we are cleansed of this plague of religion, we can look forward to living a life without the interference and influence of those who would believe in a deity. Mark, the atheist in Louisiana. God, I'd like to talk to you one of these days, Mark. I just, I don't know, I'd just like to talk to the guy. Or this, Art, what if they constructed airplanes from the same material that black boxes are made of? Would everything in the event of a plane crash remain intact? Andy in L.A., he's got a picture of a little airplane. It's true. 
the black box always survives a plane crash, doesn't it? It's always intact, or generally intact. So he has drawn a picture of an airplane and simply suggests that the material that's used for the black box be applied to the entire airplane. Can't fault that for thinking exactly, uh, Andy. Um, west of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Good morning, Art. Good morning. Mitch, the Magic Christian. Yes. Calling you from Ventura by the Sea, California. Right. Boy, I'll tell you, uh, the information dearth that's going on about Hoagland's uh, press conference is, uh, what, are we, what are we, about two and a half hours or three and a half hours away from it now? It's maddening. You know it's going to be on the IRC chat channel. And uh, I'm not. On, I'm not on the net. I've got a computer, but I'm not hooked up. Okay. Well, uh, I know that he sent out press packets, and I don't know exac exactly how extensive that they were. Uh, you may know more about that. Well, I've heard that uh, in one form or another, C-SPAN may be there. They may not do it live. Uh, CNN apparently has a place. There are a number of national-sized uh, local outlets that are going to attend. Uh, the Discovery Channel plans to be there. So it's not like it's not going to be covered, but live coverage, it doesn't look like it. Well, just the fact that uh, there's been the dearth in the week preceding it, or since Friday night when he public re publicly released this information through your program, tells me that there is a ho-hum, if not an active conspiracy, to keep this out of the news or downplay it at the very least. I believe that. And uh, I've got a rage. I'm telling, I'm telling you, it's building up, and I can be a whirlwind if this is if this is downplayed. Yep. I mean, this is momentous stuff. It's big, and if they try to slough it off, I mean, this I rank this right up there with fire, the wheel. I mean, you know, don't you? Yes, uh, I do. If, in other words, if the information uh, is accurate, and I think there is at least enough substance to demand it be examined. Then yes, it is that big a story. Um, I, I'm not. I have no. I'm not a scientist, and I listen as you do to Richard. Um, but he's got an awful lot behind him. Well, I believe him. And don't you? And it's not just. <laughs> it's not just Richard. He's got people from inside NASA. They're going to stand up and tell their story. Now that is news. Exactly. Sure. I'll tell you, if they, if they try to paper this over somehow, it, it isn't just stupid. Like, I mean, he was trying to give them too much credit, I think, before when he... You remember that little bit that he talked about the stupidity of things? Yes. I believe it's evil. I believe that there's evil motivation behind something that big and that uh, processed. It, it's a deliberative effort. It has to be. Maybe it's magic. <laughs> Mr. Well, Christian, all right, thank you very much. Two things. First, there is no such thing as a 99th degree mason. 33 is the highest. Second, I figured out what deja vu was about a year ago when I actually remembered these events happening before. In a dream about two days prior to the deja vu feeling. It wasn't just a feeling, but a real memory of a dream. Well, sir, I realize that publicly uh, 33 is the highest. And I'll just leave it at that. Now, if you choose to believe I am not a 99th degree Mason, that's your business. In fact, it's probably better if you believe that. Wildcard Line, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, hi, Art. Um, I'm calling from West Hollywood, California, and I don't know if you touched on the issue of the Menendez brothers, uh, you know, oh, yeah. today at all. 
Oh, no, but I'd, I'd like to share a couple of quick impressions with you. About an hour ago, I was going to the market, and I live, if you know Los Angeles, I live off uh, the Sunset Strip at Sunset and Doheny. Okay. And uh, they lived on Elm Drive, which is about four or five streets due west of me. And mm -hmm. on my way to the market, I took a detour by there, and I stopped in front of the house, which is blacked out. I think they're kind of keeping their heads down, the new owners. Sure. Uh, because all the other houses on the street are illuminated. And I sat there, and I rolled down the window, and I thought, those two chumps, However long they live, they will never again be able to be where I am right now, looking at the front of that house. That's true. And then I went to the market, and amazingly, uh, the checker uh, knew nothing about it. I said, well, I'm sure glad that Menendez brothers uh, got convicted. He knew nothing about it. And I told him that they had been convicted first degree with special circumstances. And he said, finally, there's some justice in this country. You know, and I, well, I don't know. That's, I guess that's the way I felt about it when I saw it, too. All of us felt that... You know this business of um, we were uh, what was it? What was the abuse excuse? Uh, mm -hmm. Incest, um, or no. we, we were scared, or whatever it was. So we took shotguns and blew them away in the middle of the night. No way. Oh, I, I never bought that. I never even made a down payment on that story. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't. know. That's hardly anything worth uh, calling you up about. I'm sure. But I just you know no, I know that I... you're heard, you're heard all over you yes. know half the world. And I thought, well, I happen to be somebody who just an hour ago was sitting in front of the Mendez. Uh, as you point out, you have done something they will not do again. Never. Thankfully. Thank you. Have a good morning. Art, forgive me, I picked up a lot of non-essential information in school. I love your show, but will I ever live without a sleep deficit again? I don't know. Got so many faxes here. Here's one for your quickening list. This week, a jury acquitted a man of murdering his girlfriend, pregnant, with her six-month-old child, there was overwhelming evidence to the contrary of the acquittal. Also, a woman's boyfriend was convicted of murdering her eight-year-old son and tossing his body over the backyard brick wall and into an empty field. The woman convicted of endangering a minor and child neglect resulting in death. Maybe the quickening is another meaning for awakening, but it also sounds like the end of innocence to me. Uh, Jeremy in Bakersfield. Jeremy, I suspect the quickening is both at the same time, the end and a beginning. And I don't know if that makes sense to you, but that's the way I feel about it. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Well, hey, I'm so glad I got through because I can't get through on the uh, east of the Rockies there. Well, then you made it here. Oh, that's great. When do you think they're going to have that cleared up for you? Where are you? What? Excuse me? Where are you? In Denver. Denver? Yeah. Well, you are now considered west. <laughs> well, just like that, only in today's technology. Yeah, only in today's technology. I had, a, I, had a, I had a thing or two for you. Okay. Uh, I was wondering, um, out of the clear blue, uh, this has nothing to do with what you're talking about at all, but uh, and you might run this by Richard Hoagland there when you uh, talk to him, because you know what deja vu, everybody talks about having deja vu. Sure. What do you think that is? Uh, deja vu is simply the feeling that you have been this place before and done this thing before, whatever. Okay. It's, so it's, it, it's either a real memory or there are just things that remind you of something. And I would suppose, I would propose that what this is, is when we become, we realize for a split second that time is relative. 
And you think about that before you give me a quick answer. And ask Richard Hoagland about that. All right. Doesn't that kind of sound like that kind of makes sense? Realize no, that not not yet, but I'll, I'll relative. no not not yet. Not yet, but think yeah. Th okay. Well, anyway, I had another uh, thing for you too, Art. I was wondering uh, since you're getting so many new uh, new stations out there and everything, and uh, I was wondering, do uh, has anybody ever? You know how uh, I was like Donahue and stuff like that. They put out the a thing in the newspaper the other day that I saw where. Certain percentages, uh, you know, how much the talk show host will talk during the show versus how much the audience talks. Right. And I was just wondering if, uh, has anybody ever done anything like that on you? Do you uh, have you ever seen anything like that or uh, considered that quotient? No. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's hard. I noticed as you're getting more and more listeners, it's getting harder to get through. Well, that's not because I'm doing more talking. It's just oh, no, because there's no, a lot no, more no, people no. out there. No, I wouldn't dare accuse you of doing more talking. All right, thanks. That's what you get your job for. Take well, care, mister. Uh, that's, that's a good point. Uh, hired to talk. Born to talk. So now I, uh, I don't think anybody's done those numbers. But now that you've said it, somebody will. Dear Art, what if Bill Clinton ever exhales? Al Gore, what if Al Gore ever gets an original thought or even a personality? What if Hillary Clinton ever tells the truth? What if we ever find an honest politician? Wow. That's from Nora down in San Diego. Thanks, Nora. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, this is Tom in Harper, Kansas. Hello, Tom. I, and I'm a ham operator. I heard that you are. I am W6OBB. Yes. Can I get my call? No. Okay, I won't. Because that could uh, lead to your location. Okay. I'm just sitting here waiting for uh, Oscar 13 to come around. It's uh, down on the... Uh, Oscar 13 is a ham satellite. Everybody. Yeah, it's down there on the east west side of uh, Australia right now, coming around up towards the United States. Coming around the bend. Yep. All right, my friend. Well, you have a good morning, and take care. Take care. That's a ham, and hams have satellites. I have been bitching and moaning for a long time that hams don't have. We're so far behind it. We should have geosynchronous satellites. Why there are not at least two ham geosynchronous satellites uh, above the U.S. blows me away. Why the ARRL, the Amateur Radio Relay League, um, has not pressed for this, I don't know. Hams could have a communication network set up. Well, maybe I do know. Maybe it would rival too many commercial operations. I know it's technically possible. Uh, could it be piggybacked? You bet it could. Would it have to be kept in a, in a very small box? No, not necessarily. It could be allowed to drift a little. Wouldn't hurt anything. That's made me angry for years. Wildcard line, you're on the air. Good morning. Hope, you stole my heart. I got through. You did. <laughs> Hi, my name is Amy. I'm in Michigan. How are you doing, Amy? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I called, and I wanted to tell you I have, uh, I would have called sooner if I'd have known you had cats. Um, I have two of the adorable little vicious monsters myself, mm. and... Uh, I want to tell you that cats purr for a lot of different reasons. I know, I don't know if you've already heard this tonight because your show cuts off where I am at 5 o'clock. Right. Eastern. So, um, anyway, cats purr for a lot of different reasons. 
And one of the reasons that they purr is when they're hurt, when they don't want to fight. So basically... Could have been. Yeah, what I'm saying, little Comet is probably telling you is, I'm scared. Yep. I just got out of the hospital. Yep. I'm hurt. I'm yep. frightened. Yep. But you're a lot bigger than me, and I don't want to fight you. Well, that's good sense. So I'm, I'm going to purr to make you happy so that you don't fight with me. Well, it worked. I didn't hit him. Well, that's good. <laughs> but I tell you, once he gets used to the house, yes, neutered toms are the most docile form of house cat you can get. So little shadow will be kicking cat rear all over the house. I'm sure you're correct. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Amy. Sure. See you later. Little little uh, little comet is uh, presently behind the washing machine. Art, what if? David Koresh had simply surrendered and gone to jail. When you think about it, Waco coincides with the beginning of the quickening. Yes, things have been quickening for years, but that day is when the madness really began. Think about it. Would the Republican Revolution ever have happened? Would the Oklahoma bombing ever have happened? What if? Josh and Auburn. Hmm. A lot of people are seeing the comet, and I'm not, and it's really bugging me. I'm going out after the show, and I'm going to try again. Here's another one. Art, I finally found the comet. Here's my explanation. It's in nearly a straight line with the two bottom stars of the Big Dipper, Dipper's Dipper. About one quarter of the sky toward the horizon to the east is a very bright star. Hold your hand out at arm's length. Make a fist. Just past the bottom of your fist is going to be the comet. I use binoculars. And I think I can make out the beginning of a tale. Has anyone else seen this? Mike in Olympia. What, Art, what if someone wrote a book about Charlie? Would it be called Charlie is a Little Skinny Idiot? <laughs> That's Ed in Portland. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Uh, yeah, Art, this is Keith. And, uh... I drive between St. Louis and Kansas City. Yes, sir. Um, on this uh, comet, I'm having a hard time uh, locating. Uh, I can find the Big Dipper, and I can find the tail. Where do we go from there? Well, I just read a fax on that very subject. You didn't hear it? Uh, no, sir. I lost your. I lose your signal uh, uh, right around uh, Columbia. All right, I'm, I'm going to read this to you. Okay. Art, I finally found the comet. Here is my explanation. In nearly a straight line, with the two bottom stars of the Big Dipper's Dipper, about one quarter of the sky toward the horizon to the east is a very bright star. Hold your hand out at arm's length. Make a fist. Just past the bottom of your fist is going to be the comet. Okay, so the two bottom stars. Yep. And then one quarter... Of the sky toward the horizon to the east is a very bright star. Okay. Hold your hand out at arm's length. Make a fist. Just past the bottom of your fist is going to be the comet. Okay. All right. That's real nice. And then uh, one other thing. Yes, sir. Uh, is there any way? How do we get a hold of KCMO to get them to turn their signal up at nighttime so I can hear you all the way across? Well, they have an attitude. Oh, they do? Yeah. Well, they need to change it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I still say that picture of me in kindergarten should be on a billboard somewhere in Kansas City. Radio with an attitude is their slogan, you know. 
And and you have never seen a photograph like that one. Definite, severe attitude. <laughs> or this uh, from Birmingham, Alabama. God, everybody's seeing it. I'm I'm feeling really left out. Dear Art, just got back from looking at uh, the comet. First clear skies here since about uh, this time Monday morning. Be sure to step out and take a look when you get off the air. You can't miss it. A little more than 10 degrees east of uh, southeast of Arcturus. In 20 times binoculars, it is a spectacular sight with a clear ion tail spreading back toward the west and northwest. Far more spectacular than Haley ever was in 1986, and it's not even at its closest yet. Ron in Birmingham, Alabama. So people are seeing it now all over the place, and I feel deprived. Wild card line, you're on the air. Hi. Art Bell. That's me. This is Angel from Los Angeles. I like the name Angel. I have a what if. All right. I had it written down here. You had it written down? Hold on. All right. Let me turn the TV down. Yeah, no, turn the radio. Radio, right. What if um, everyone knew that internal fulfillment was in human self-giving, devotion, and love? Well, then we wouldn't have war on crime and death. Wouldn't that be great? And man would know that becoming a man is from self-giving? Well, then what's becoming a woman? You know, man is, you know what I'm saying, man and woman. Oh, you mean mankind. Mankind. Okay, yeah. Uh, I thought that might have been a male bash. No, no. No, all right. I, I, you know, I love your show. <laughs> Bye-bye. I'll see you later. Thank you. That'll about do it for this hour. In many time zones, we'll be back with more in a moment. So stick around. Be informed. Freeze. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time, on Premier Radio Network. Tonight, an encore presentation of Coast to Coast AM from March 20th, 1996. presents Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight's program originally aired March 20th, 1996. Morning, everybody, and welcome back. You know what I think we're going to do? I think we're going to make this a double bump. That wants to get you in a good mood. <laughs> and this one is for the story I've got for you right now. You're not going to believe this. This is... This is a story I just got. The government is preparing to consider, in England, ordering that all 11 million cattle in Britain should be slaughtered in a final bid to wipe out mad cow disease. 
according to the health secretary there. Can you believe it? They're really worried over there. The wholesale slaughter is, he said, one of the options that is now open. The dramatic move in the nationwide BSE scare came a day after the government admitted there is a link between, get this, mad cow disease and CJD and confirmed it was now known that 10 people were suffering from a new strain of the brain disease. Can you imagine that? All 11 million cattle. They're considering killing every last... Holy mackerel. Oh, well... That's a true story. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Good morning, Mr. Bell. It's Leonard. Well, I've decided to put my select antenna on the Bible and see what I could come up with about your quickening. You're not on 666, eh? Uh, nope. Ah, that's good. It's, uh, you don't want to listen I've to that I've got three things. I've got three answers. The reason and also the cause and the effect. The reason, you'll find where it says that in the days... In the last days, it'll be like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. And so you go back to Sodom and Gomorrah, and what do you find? And you find that uh, the, you find the cause and the effect. Well, that would have been in the 60s, Leonard. Sex, drug, rock and roll. Now we have AIDS. Now we've got a letter from the White House uh, telling about the Clinton administration pushing the homosexual agenda. Mm -hmm. They're really pushing it and, and even demanding that the employees, government employees, take uh, courses in homosexuality. You know what, Leonard? I've got a fax here, and maybe you should try to answer this for me. It says, what if God was a homosexual? Well, what if he wasn't? Well, I mean, I asked first. Why, why, is, why does God call it an abomination? Well, that's a good answer, Leonard. Uh, read where it says that uh, the earth is going to vomit out its inhabitants because of homosexuality. Maybe that's what the volcano So that's what the quickening is. It's the earth vomiting out its inhabitants. Mm. And it even tells you in there definitely that the aliens are going to come in and take over the land after it vomits out its inhabitants. Wonderful. Great. The earth will vomit out its inhabitants. Somehow I'd rather not be vomited out. God, Leonard. But that is, in fact, the written word, or actually uh, as close as Leonard can get to it. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, or Bell? That's, that's true. It's me. All right. How you doing today? This is Tim from Des Moines. Yes. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? Uh, i got a few uh, comments here. First off, with the Richard Hoagland, I cannot believe C-SPAN is not going to be carrying it. It does seem incredible. And they have just bought a boycotter. <laughs> well, um, you know, they're going to cover... Apparently, at that time, there's going to be something about um, some president's name being used. Yeah, it's totally ridiculous. Don't even care about that, you know. News of the century. Here Un it is. Unbelievable. Yep. And uh, also, if uh, this is a dream by a celestial dreamer, he is definitely having a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you are. All righty. Have a good night. Right. Take care. And yep. don't forget, everybody, that the press conference is going to be carried on my IRC chat channel. 
They're going to try and sit, actually sit down there and type it in live as it occurs. Moreover, you're going to be able to ask questions. How you ask, do I get to the IRC chat channel? You go to my web page. It will tell you all about it there. Easiest way. I can't explain it all here. Go to my web page. It is www.artbell.com. That's www.artbell.com. You'll, uh, you'll be instructed, and it'll begin in about three hours. Wildcard Line, you're on the air. Hi, Art. Uh, Bill from Youngstown, Ohio. Hi, Bill. Uh, you went off the air here about an hour and 15 minutes ago, and I only caught the last half hour. And uh, did I hear you correctly to say that uh, Richard Hoagland won't be covered by TV? Is, is the well, there's going to be some television there, certainly. But, that... uh, but we don't think at this moment C-SPAN is going to cover it, but it might. You know, plans could change at the last moment. We just don't know. Well, let me throw an idea by you, uh, just for future reference. I have a client and a very dear friend who is extremely uh, big in international television networking, kind of a William Paley type. Yep. Uh, if Richard doesn't get the, the coverage, I would be very happy to talk to this fellow, and if he's open, I could put you and Richard in touch with him. Uh he might be very interested, and in, uh, he certainly has the power. Would that would that be something you would like me to look into? Absolutely. Well, um, okay. I'll, it'll take me probably a week to track him down, and if I can, uh, I don't have a fax machine, but I can send you a fax from a public place. Okay. And give you his uh, name and my name, and you could call him. And uh, uh, he's a uh, very interested in stuff like this, and may not know of Richard's work because of where he is but I think he'd be very interested to find out. Uh, is there any going to be anything on cable in the morning? I don't know. Is so the answer, I, I don't know. So I'm, getting, uh, I'm getting all kinds of different uh, reports. Some say yes, some say no, so I don't know. All right, well, I'll try to track this. Uh, I will track this gentleman down, and uh, if he's interested, I will fax you. All right. Uh, not something maybe to read over the radio. No, that's fine. Uh, that's and, fine. and you can run with it from there. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, by all means, do that. Yeah, it's really important uh, that we get some little ditty on FDR's name in political arguments. That is what they're supposed to run instead of Hoagland's news conference. C-SPAN was on the fence for the last two or three days and... So we don't know. The answer is we don't know. It may be covered. It may not. The news conference will occur at 9 a.m. Eastern time. That is 6 o'clock in the morning here in the West. Check your channels. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Art Bell. That's true. I have to turn my radio down. Yes, you do. I'm checking out your arm length's uh, uh, estimate of the 10 degrees. It's not mine. It was a faxer's. Oh, yeah. I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota. Yes, sir. And I'm also interested in your magnets. Okay. But um, I have a Chinese lady friend uh, standing next to me. And we've li been listening to you about China. And uh, we also, she's teaching me Chinese. She's teaching me the directions of the compass in Chinese. Okay. If you face south, Jitong is east. 
In other words, America is east if you're in China. If you face south... Well, or it's west, too. Yes. Well, Zhejiang is east facing south. Yes, but, 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 but from China, America could be reached either from the east or the west. Well, if it was west, it would be UC. Well, whatever. Zhejiang, UC, Mernan is south, Beipai is north. All right. Well, I appreciate the lesson. Thank you. But you missed my point. It's from America. You can get from you can get to China by going either east or west. Or if you really want to get down to it, get a globe. And the shortest route uh, actually would be, I believe, um, up near the pole. That's how airplanes get there. That's why a lot of them fly the polar route. A lot shorter. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Arbel? That's me. God, I have been trying to get a hold of you for six months. That's a long time. And I figured there must have been a trick to do it. No trick. <laughs> Just luck. Where are you? I am in Portland, Oregon, listening to KX. Okay, turn it off. Um, I don't have it on. I have my TV on. Turn that off. I am doing that right now. Okay. And I you, had... You mean you're, you're calling a radio show and watching TV? Yeah, because you know, I always hear your listeners with the radio on, and I know that makes you mad. So I thought, well, I'll just watch TV, and then when I get you, I'll just turn my TV off. Okay. <laughs> and I love your program. Thank you. And I wanted to go to the Civic Center this past Saturday, that's but the I Oregon, get in. That's the Oregon Convention Center. Yes. Well, I always say the Civic Center because that's the old one. The spires in the sky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I, there were too many people, so I didn't go. Oh. And I really want your book, but every time I call, they want a credit card number. It's true. And I don't own a credit card. Well, you can send a check. Well, I, I would like to know the number where I could send the check. Well, they'll give you that. If you, oh. If you call that 800 number and say, give me the address where I can send the check. Okay. All right? All right. Do you have the number? I have the the 1-800 number. Okay. Okay. The question I wanted to ask you is, I work at a bank. Right. And I'm a proof operator. You're, is, you're, excuse me, you're what? I'm a proof operator. What is that? Um, You know when you cast a check and then you get your return checks? Sure. There's oh. the, the amount that you write on the check yes. appears in the lower right-hand corner. Uh-huh. That's what I do. Huh. I put that amount there. Well, um, lately we have got tons of um, government savings bonds in. Really? Yeah, tons of them. Interesting. And it's been bothering me because of all the stuff that's been going on with the government. Yes. If there's a reason that everybody is cashing in these savings bonds. They're losing trust. That's what I've been wondering. Because some of them are only like a couple months old. Um, that's even more worrisome because, of course, you take a pretty big hit when you do that. Yeah, because, you know, you only get like, uh, if they're only a couple months old, you only get like 2 or $3 right. worth of interest. Right. No, that's not a good sign. Uh, and it, you, how how abnormal is it? How much more 
than normal are you getting? Um, well, see, I've been working there not quite a year. Right. And when I first started working there, we used to get, like, a lot of really old ones, like maybe somebody died and sure. their kids are turning them in. Sure. And they're worth, like... Ten times more than the face value. Right. But lately, we've been getting um, tons of a man that are only worth like five or ten or twenty dollars over the. I'm not over the face value of, but like if you buy a you know a fifty dollars savings bond, you buy it for twenty five dollars. No, I know. And then you get five dollars if you cash it in. On the interest, and I mean today I did um, like oh one batch that I had was like over a hundred savings bonds, and and the interest is only like two dollars and and twenty six cents. All right. Well, listen, I really appreciate your call. I think that is very worrisome, and what it indicates is that people are getting scared and they don't trust the government. Now, that'll manifest itself in the way you have described at the bank, people cashing in uh, bonds, and it will manifest itself in offerings by the government. In other words, one of these days, our government is going to offer bonds to further extend the debt, and nobody's going to come to the party. When you see that happen, head for the hills, folks. <laughs> because that's the end of the line. When the good faith and uh, trust uh, of the U.S. government expires, the ball game is over. That's when you're going to wish you had some gold. First time caller line, you're on the air. Oh, my. Oh, my. I'm on the air right now? That's true. Well, I got a what if. What if I actually made it through to Art Bell? Then you'd have to have something to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, now, as far as you know, nobody is actually carrying the Robert or Richard Hoagland uh, thing live? Not, well, other than my IRC chat channel, no. Yeah, well, I don't have a computer. Uh, no, I'm calling from Tacoma, Washington, and apparently you are not on the air live here. Oh, here. yes, I am. Well, I... You are not. Oh, I see. I'm about two seconds late. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, other than the IRC, uh, you really don't know whether it's going to be even tape delayed or or anything on one of the other channels. Well, I've already described who's going to be there, sir. Oh yeah. Well, uh, should I do it again? Well, please, yes. Um, CNN has a place there. I'm told. Um, I'm told that, uh, uh, that uh, let's see, who else is it? Uh, oh, Discovery Channel. Discovery Channel. Yes, yeah, you did hear it. Discovery Channel um, may be there. C-SPAN may be there. We know some Houston uh, television stations are going to be there. And probably lots of others. I mean, this is just, a, th these are a few I know of. Well, it's the story of the millennium. How can anyone bypass this? Only with intentional thought. Well, of course. Well, it's been intentional thought since the early 60s, I guess. I mean, even... I mean, this is a big story. 
Look, if, if you bring NASA people forward who are willing to stand up and tell their story and say that NASA has not been telling the American people the truth, forget about Richard Hoagland, forget about the stuff on the moon um, or the monuments of Mars or any of the rest of it. If NASA people are going to stand up, then the press ought to be there, in my opinion. Well, NASA scientists, I mean, what do they have to gain or lose? from uh, putting this out. Wasn't it true that there was a picture of Apollo 10 astronauts pointing to a structure? I heard something. Yes, um, yes, there are new photographs, uh, Russian photographs. I mean, this really is a big story. Now, I just don't see on the face of it how they cannot cover it. I just, I, I don't see how. No, it's, I mean, they will cover... Uh, uh, the marriage of Elizabeth Taylor to a contractor, but they won't cover this. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> or, or in this case, uh, FDR's uh, name used in political arguments. And that's what I understand is going to be on. Now, really? Really? Think about it. <laughs> it's a total mind-blower, as far as I'm concerned. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Good morning, Art. This is Chris from Peoria. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Okay. Did you get my facts tonight? I've got a million here. <laughs> I sent a fax about the... Uh, I meant to word it as a what if, and it was about a show that I saw in London oh, about seven years ago. Yes. Okay, it was called Time, and it was written by Dave Clark of the Dave Clark Five. And from his bio, he, he, wrote, uh, he wrote it for many years, worked on it, developed it, and it had... Many big stars in it, Lawrence, Sir Lawrence Olivier, um, right. uh, Cassidy, Sean Cassidy. Um, anyway, what the story was about was that um, a rock star was transported to the far side of the universe, okay, uh, to stand trial for the Earth. And the Earth was uh, on trial because they were of space age now, and because we had so many things wrong with our planet, they either had to, you know, they might have to be destroyed. So the rock star represented Earth, and, yes. if, and if he didn't uh, defend us well, we would be wiped. That's correct. And uh, great. Uh, against them was the Lord of Time, Melchizedek. Okay, and uh, listen, I, I have a break coming up, so the Lord of Time says I've got to stop here. Do you want to hold? Sure. All right, stay right there. You're listening to Art Bell, somewhere in time. Tonight featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from March 20th, 1996. Somewhere in time on Premier Radio Networks. Tonight, an encore presentation of Coast to Coast AM from March 20th, 1996. You certainly are. Hi, everybody. Good to be here. And east of the Rockies, you're back on the air. Okay. So anyway... The God, uh, like of, the God of Time. 
We're just about out of time? No, I said we, we, we got to the god of time. The lord of time, yes. Lord of time, yes. Uh, which is interesting because Mel I think Melchizedek is mentioned in the Bible, but I'm not sure. Uh, he so had something to do with uh, time, too, as well. Anyway, uh, he, the rock star puts up a good case and trying to tell them that, you know, you don't know where the earth has been, what we've been through, yeah. to where the Lord of Time uh, says, well, yes, we do. We've always been with you, because we are the UFO that you see, uh -huh. the sightings that you see. We've been with right. you since your beginnings. Right. We even sent you a guiding light to show you the way. Yes. And you crucified him. Yes. And so um, it's decided that the earth is going to die, and before it does, before they can carry out the sentence, uh, the godlike character that Sir Lawrence Olivier played, um, he granted the Earth the law of provenation, which meant that the Earth had another chance. The rock star had to go back to Earth and try and spread the word to change things. But if the Lord of Time does not think that they are trying to change things, he can at any time destroy the Earth. Yeah, I was, I was thinking the rock star would s simply make a request for like one more Who concert. <laughs> Well, the rock star, he kind of reminded me of like a Bob Geldof kind of character. You know, he went back and, you know, tried to do a little good and stuff like that. But I just thought, what if something like that really happened? I think we'd be fried. <laughs> With the quickening? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, uh, look at the... I, I can't even repeat the headlines tonight. They're sickening. Teachers <laughs> choked to death by 17-year-olds. Women chopped up by husbands. I'm getting tired of it. Oh, by the way, I thought you should have named your cat Woman. No. So you could have run around the house saying, Come here, woman, without getting in trouble. <laughs> Goodbye, sir. Okay. <laughs> My cat is appropriately named Comet. It's going to remain Comet. And Comet is remaining behind the washing machine, huddled in a little furry, scared orange ball, which is um, where I'm going to leave Comet for now. Eventually, Comet will tire of the washing machine and come out and play. East of the Rockies, you're on... Whoops, would have been on the air. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. I can't believe I got on again. Everybody says that. <laughs> it happened so quickly. I need help finding the comet. You weren't on earlier tonight, were you? No, I wasn't. Okay. About two weeks ago, you played uh, uh, Truth or Trash. And you were on then? Yeah. And I got on just as quickly. Uh, well... I heard the facts that you read, but... I think I found the Big Dipper, but I can't see the comment. Well, I, I can't do anything for you. Well, I thought maybe some listeners could. Well, maybe they can. And by the way, I'm in Henderson, if that helps anybody. Of course. So? Henderson, Nevada. Yeah. Listening to KVEG. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, you didn't even laugh at my, uh, of course. People outside wouldn't know about that. There's a oh. commercial on TV. Henderson, of course. Oh. Oh. All right, well, we'll see if we can get some uh, Henderson help. Okay, thanks. All right, see you later. Actually, it really doesn't matter where you are. It's where the comet is that counts. Wildcard line, you're on the air. Hello. Take your mess, Reading, California. Good morning. So you think if I held a select antenna next to my head, it would make my psychic ability better? Um, I think that you would need more capacitance in select antenna because your brain waves operate at a lower frequency. Oh, they do? Yes. Is that good or bad? Um, neither. Oh. <laughs> I think it's just true. But it, it, it's an intriguing concept, a selected tenor uh -huh. for, for low-frequency brainwave amplification. Hmm. Do you think it will work? 
you know, um, um, I, I have not the slightest idea, but it is an intriguing, intriguing, intriguing idea. Out of the mouths of babes, I'll tell you. So, you know the other night when you were too tired and swollen to do Dreamland? And you yes. had, like, old Dreamland, but new commercial? Too tired and swollen, yes. How do you get the commercials in there? Magic. Uh-uh. Digital magic. Oh. Really. I mean, but you have to read them. Isn't that amazing? Well, yeah, I kept thinking about that. I said, how does he do that? Well, he doesn't. The so wizards has- of the wizards of uh, Oregon do that. Oh. Did you hear about what's the Federal Airline Administration or something or other? Did you hear about the proposal for free flight? In, in airline traffic? Uh, well, not free flights. So, well, close to free flight. Yeah, in other words, they're choose. going to be allowed to go pretty much directly to destinations. Well, uh, my understanding was the pilots get to choose their flight path. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yes. I was imagining, like, pilots, you know, like, cutting each other off and not using their blinkers and shaking their fists at each other and going, oh, I was here first, and just, like, traffic on the ground. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awful? Well, I would think the guy driving the 747 would win. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. You know, somebody way. somebody earlier uh, faxed me a fax and said that airplanes should be built out of uh, the material that black boxes are built out of because they always survive. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Well, somebody has just sent me another fax from San Jose, call, calling says my my callers are scientific ding dongs. <laughs> he said, look. The jerk who asked why airplanes weren't made out of the same material as black boxes, which always seem to survive an airplane crash, what this guy doesn't realize is there's a little guy inside the box writing everything down. <laughs> and he never lives through the crash. <laughs> oh, well, he's a scientific ding-dong. That's about as good as I selected an idea. Actually, uh, thank you, dear. Your idea is intriguing. I believe it is known that uh, there are some very low-frequency uh, human brain waves, are there not? Or, uh, conversely, that human brains are affected by low-frequency radiation, hence the worry about harp. So if you built a select antenna that resonated, it would be a big one probably give you a big head but it's not as out, an outrageous an idea as you might imagine i imagine leonard's up there in north dakota winding more uh, a wire around a select antenna right now west of the rockies you're on the air hi agent 99 you've got it hey this is carl Nicoma. yes sir yeah i had a question about heart okay um now, I understand that it can be used to disrupt radio signals, microwave communications, that uh, form of thing. Yes. Um, could it also be used to uh, disrupt telephone, um, from what you've heard? Well, I would imagine at the extreme, yes. Okay. Um, hmm, interesting. Because uh, a lot of telephone today is microwave. Okay. Now, do you find it... Uh, along with uh, HARP uh, uh, being powered up on Friday, the shuttle going up, mm-hmm. is there any possibility 
that there is going to be an event in the near future that they would need to disrupt uh, communication? Well, that, I mean, I mean how you, would I know? I mean, if you're going to disrupt communications... Um, well, there is uh, this showdown with China coming right. over Taiwan. Right. That would be coming on Saturday. Right. Now, how, with, how about that? Yeah, I, I can understand that locally. Um, now, do you think it's going to be used uh, strictly in a militaristic fashion like that? I, I mean, know. Would, you know, you know, regards to computers and information being disseminated so quickly these days, um, the common man has uh, access to information that um, previously was unheard of. Um, knowledge being disseminated in that fashion, also. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, formal education is uh, beginning to uh, take a back seat to the uh, high-tech uh, education of today. Yep. Well, the answer is, sir, I don't know. Thank you for the call, but I have no way of knowing. You're asking me questions. Uh, do I think it will be used in a military way? Could it be? Yes, conceivably. Will it be? I have no idea. Is the uh, date of the test significant? with respect to either the shuttle launch or the situation in China? I don't know. These are just uh, speculations on our part. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hey, Art. This is Dave in Phoenix. Hi, Dave. Um, I was listening to uh, another radio program. Oh, hey, no. Me. Oh, no. Early... Uh, Yesterday morning, oh, uh, oh, okay. a man by the name of Barry Young on 910 KFYI, he oh. was mentioning that the government was spending a couple of million dollars in preparation for this year's April 19th. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I was just wondering uh, if you would, would, would you Would you turn your radio off for us, please? Yes. Thank you. Uh, yes, I know Barry. Um, Barry's really a nice guy. I'm and also Barry. another thing, I had a quick comment on. You were wondering what frequency God would broadcast. Yes. He'd be on two meters along with everybody else. <laughs> you don't think he could pass the code test, sir? Mm, I'm having a hard enough time with it. <laughs> I've been working on it. I'm prediction number 75 for you, yeah. and I'm still working on it. Well, you know what the secret is, right? you got to learn it at a faster speed than what you need, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Don't start and try to build up slowly. All right. Well, I've started at 13. That's good. All right. Well, you'll get it. Uh, you know, one day, it's like the light bulb will go on, and all of a sudden, you'll be you'll be getting what you weren't getting before. So hang in there. All right, thanks. Take care. Uh, learning the uh, more international Morse code was very easy for me, but I hated it. Isn't that funny? It came to me so easily. Oh, I, I did. I liked it for the better part of a year when I was what's called a novice, but... Um, as time went on, I learned to very much dislike it as a prehistoric mode of communication. But it still, it came to me very easily. It just was easy. Still is today. The code runs through my head. I, I look at a billboard and I reduce it to Morse code in my mind. Or sit there and tap it out. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Mr. Bell. How are you doing tonight? Just fine. This is Sandman in Seattle. Yes, sir. I enjoyed your book signing uh, in Portland there. Oh, you were down there? Yes, it was a long drive. And a long line, too. Oh, yeah, about four and a half hours, I think. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, I was I was in hurting status when we left, but it was worth it. I limped out of there. They had to pour me out of there. I, was, I wouldn't I, doubt it. You know, people were complaining because they sh shut the doors at four o'clock. If they hadn't, I knew I wouldn't have been out of, out of there at all. I, as it was, I stayed until eight thirty, and I was ready to drop. I don't doubt it. I don't see how you can uh, sign that many autographs. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I did, I still don't know how I did it. I just kept going. One of the things I had for your quickening list, the fundamental breakdown of family values, I think, is a big one. Uh, just what do you think is doing that? Uh, the media, society, uh, liberals, lots, lots of different things you can lay blame to. But I, basically, I mean, uh, it comes down to the parents taking the spending the time with with the kids with their kids that's perhaps the biggest thing and setting setting them on the right path and giving them good good you know a good family good good home to come from there you are well i absolutely agree with you i'm afraid thank you very much hey one more thing yes uh for your what ifs uh <laughs> since, since you got me to read lucifer's hammer Oh, wasn't that a good book? It was a wonderful book, which, by the way, I got your autograph, and I'm sending you one called Pandora's Clock. Oh, bless your heart. It's uh, I think you'll like it. It's about a plague that breaks out on an airplane. Oh, that's my kind of book. I knew you'd like it, and I'm into it right now, and I can't put it down. So. You know me. Death, destruction, <laughs> Armaged Armageddon. You bet. But uh, the, the what if I had was if Hale Bob uh, did the old Lucifer's, Lucifer's Hammer's trick on us. Uh, course change, mid-course change? Yeah, something like that. Mm. I think it would be, we'd be in for hard times. People oh. would not accept it well. No, I wouldn't be wouldn't be uh, too worried about how much money I had. I'd be worried about how, much, how many shotgun shells I had. The one thing, the, yeah, that's right. Well, the one thing, uh, although you'd only be able to kill to the very end when the, you know, you'd be <laughs> yeah. taken out anyway. Sooner or later. But you'd want to be there to see the uh, the flaming head of the comet course its way through the atmosphere, searing us all as it actually we'd be dead before it even hit the earth. Or shortly thereafter from the tsunamis and everything else that occurred thereafter. No, oh, we'd, we'd all be seared alive as it think, burned think so? its way into the atmosphere. Sure. <laughs> nah, what, what do I know? <laughs> Thank you very much for the call, sir. I was just trying to sound dramatic. I have no idea. The giant comet smashing into the earth. Growing larger by the day, as this comet is presently in our skies. Bigger, brighter, closer. Uh, eventually to the point where it became the size of the full moon, then twice the size of the full moon. Then you would see the flaming ion trail covering a good part of the sky. You'd see the head of the comet with sort of flames sticking out of it. Coming at the earth like a runaway freight train. Sounds like a cheap science fiction novel, huh? First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi, I can't believe it. I've been trying to get you forever. Everybody says that. I can't believe it. Yeah, but Art, I'm one of these crazy people. I get up at 3.30 in the morning just so I can hear you. I'm, oh, my. I, my wife thinks I'm slightly deranged, but what else is new? Well, my fact, wife knows I am, so. In fact, the other night, I uh, on Friday night, listening to Richard Hoagland, I had begun my morning on Friday at 3.30, and I ended it at 2 Saturday morning because I couldn't go to sleep listening to that. So um, I'm very honored, and I'm uh, um, just really taken with your show. I'm, I want to say I'm your biggest um, newfound fan up in the Seattle area. Oh, I'm actually calling you. from a place called Muckleteo. 
Wow. I've never heard from that place before. Yeah, you thought uh, Pahrump, is that what it is? Pahrump, yeah. I, you thought you guys had all the funny names, but this is just uh, south of where they make the uh, um, 777s. Uh, Oh, yes. the Everett Boeing plant. Oh, yes. But uh, a couple things. Uh, one of the things for the caller who was uh, trying to find the comet. Yes. In our local paper, they gave a real good uh, um, oh, uh, description of how to find it. They say that you face the east. Yes. Uh, look high and spot the brightest star um, in this part of the sky. That's and then right. the star is... Uh, Arcturus. Uh, thank you very much. And then you hold your fist out to your arm's length in front of you sighting past it, and look uh, um, one-fifth width beyond that, and that's the location of the comet's head. Well, maybe that'll do it for me. Well, I, I walked out last night, and it worked perfect, and my seven-year-old and I got to watch it, and he was pretty psyched. Did so, you use binoculars? Um, actually, we, we were first able to spot it just by looking at it, and then I do have a telescope, and we drug that out, and we're able to see it uh, you know, very clearly. Uh, could you see the tail? Yes. And uh, though you'll have to, my seven-year-old goes, oh, come on, Dad, can we go back in and play Nintendo? And I go, well, you know. <laughs> he goes, we can, we can see this next year. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't seem to understand that this is like a one in 1,000-year uh, event, know. right? I, well, they say there has been nothing brighter since the 1600s, I believe. Yeah. So it's not going to happen again soon. I, I've got to cut out on you, sir. Got to, one thing I've got to do very, very quickly. From Liberal Sioux in Illinois. Dear Art, as usual, Charlie Liberal is right on. Liberals have got to start speaking out with power, passion, and fire. I do just that in my monthly bulletin. No more Ms. Nice Gal for me. Time for Rush to step aside. It's my turn now. Liberal Sioux, Illinois. <laughs> Yes. It's been a while since Liberal Sue managed to get through, hasn't it? West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. No, you're not. First time caller line, you're on the air. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Hi. Howdy, is this our bell? Yes. Oh, I finally got to. You I was sure did. The lady in Hanson? Yes. For the uh, comment. It's real easy to see. I can. I wear glasses, and I spotted it right away. Okay, she's in Henderson. Henderson. Right. Sorry about that. Sorry. Um, you know how the, the, the handle comes up, and then it makes a little angle? Yes. If you follow those two stars that line up to make that angle, over it's just two-fifths away. I mean, you go right straight. It runs right into the where the comet is. Yes. And it's the only star up there that's got a big blur around it. And it I mean, it's the first bright star that you run into. Only it's not a star. Well, comet. It's a screaming, crashing, crunching, burning comet. Yeah, and I get to fly next week for the first time, and hopefully it won't run into it. <laughs> uh, hopefully it won't run into you. I don't think you run into comets. They run into you. <laughs> huh? Let's hope not. Where, where where are you? Chico, California. This Chico, Rob. K-P-A-Y. You betcha. The mighty K-P-A. Yeah, you keep me up many a night. So I'm <laughs> trying to get a hold of you right before I went to bed. Well, you've done it. And All right. Not, not only that, but from Chico, California, you get the honors. Do you know what that is? Good night, America. You do know what that is. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much for the call. Thank you all very much. Remember, the uh, Hoagland News Conference is going to be on the IRC chat channel. You can find out how to get there by going to my webpage, 
That's www.artbell.com. They're going to be running it live up there, and yes, you'll actually be able to ask questions. So check it out. And for now, good night, America. <laughs> <laughs>